Welcome back to another episode of Shonen Ronin. We are back talking about the new chapters that came out this week. And a lot has went on. Um, some of us are crying. Some of us are a little sad. Some of us lost a bet. <laughs> some of us. Um, but like, there's so much going on. Uh, very good chapters has been known. And, um, but yeah, we don't have the incomplete team, but we got most of the team. We got the important team, really, to come, come in. Uh, but yeah, this is our last stream for 1 or one thirty now before we switch to the 7 p.m. time. Much easier for everybody else, including the team. Uh, we thank you, respect uh, for all of us in the team. But hey, let's show our faces right now. Hey guys, how are we doing? Hope you're all good. Like I said, this is going to be our last time streaming on at 1 p.m. Eastern time, which is 12 p.m. Uh, uh, Central time and... 10 a.m. Pacific time before we switch to the uh, 7, 6, 4 p.m. time. But yeah, it's definitely going to be much better for all of us. Uh, hopefully it works out for you guys as well. And uh, it also, we also, I'm actually watching from the side with Aniki's channel and they're talking about my hero and yeah, like it, it's been a very good chapter and we're trying to not to time conflict with everybody in the group that wants to go live that's that's live on this time as well as talking about their favorite chapter talking about their favorite stuff so with this new transition i'm hoping it works out for all of us but until then how are you how are you guys spicy how you are how are you guys can hey i'm i'm doing good i'm you know bright eyed bushy tail where you talk about these these chapters because they're very they're very they got me excited I'm not excited. Like things are picking up, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good as well. Uh, it it was a good week, good week of chapters. Um, coming off everything. Uh, yes, yes. I lost the bet. <laughs> we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I lost the bet, but I got everything else I wanted out of the week, and yeah. all my other predictions are kind of still falling in line. I just I lost that bet, but. I mean, it had to be said. As, as long as you're someone, still passionate about someone it. Someone had to say what needed to be said and what's that until it's on the screen. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Al Alvarez, Alvarez come, thank you for joining in, like always. Yeah, uh, I saw you in the uh, Anarchy chat. Uh, but yeah, thank you for uh, joining in, Tars. Uh, I know uh, Spicy... Uh, actually, actually, how are you doing? I never really heard from you. <laughs> doing. I'm I'm doing good. I've I've just been like doing a lot of like content planning. Really, I'm kind of getting out of this little dry spell I was in for a few months and kind of getting back into content creating and back into talking my ish online. Um, so it's just been nice to kind of you know be back, be back with y'all and talking all talking it up with manga all that fun stuff. But thank you for asking. <laughs> have you been sam i am good trying to put everything together but you know um doing the best i can with what <laughs> i've got and uh um, yeah you you being real coy spicy's been on the episode more recently than you have sam i know <laughs> wait wait, wait. Hold, hold up hold you? up hold wait, wait, wait. up i was there i was there they they heard me hey, on hey. wednesday they heard me hey, wednesday hey, exactly hey. I'm not showing it in an episode. You, oh, you ain't showing your oh, face on a Sunday oh. in a long, long time. <laughs> we ain't had your face on a long, long time. But we know you always present, Sam. Yeah. Yes. 
Thank you guys. Yeah, I'm present. I'm there in the background. I'm there in the side. I'm, I'm watching. I mean, on two accounts, watching <laughs> at once. He's, he's our, he's two, our Batman. Two, two that you know of. Uh, he's he's oh, our Batman. Oh, <laughs> Sam's, Sam's our Batman. Literally. I'm crying. But yeah, guys. Um, I hope the chat is good. Uh, we are all good. And there are a lot of great new chapters. I want to... Let's, Start this off with some uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, chapter one ninety four. Probably my um, favorite Maki moment. Um, yeah, I love Maki. <laughs> she just needs five minutes, but then she gets an eight to two chance. And she and hey. she both she the two she the one and hey. the two. She she <laughs> the one and the two. Yeah, no, it's I I think um I think. I don't know what it is, but these chapters for JJK, specifically with Maki, have been feeling like very much so week to week of part one, part two. So this feels like the part two of last chapter. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm fine with it. It's just it's just weird because it's, I'm getting this consistent feeling of like, I didn't get all I wanted from this. And then here's the rest of it. I didn't get all I wanted from this chapter. Here's the rest of it. Um, I know we're building up into obviously whatever this moment is. So I'm sure it's going to kind of progress a little more steadily kind of going forward. But other than that, um, you know, it's, it's Maki supremacy all day. That's that's the gang that we've been on from the time that Maki has debuted on the screen uh, to now. It's, it's, been, it's been Maki supremacy. Um, we're happy to have our girl back. We're happy to see the moment. I'm glad that there was that kind of like acknowledgement that like, eh, I can't really leave you either. So we got to do something about this. No matter how slim the chances are, we got to do something about this. Um, and kind of betting it all. Uh, I think this fight is the first fight where we're seeing the good guys have to put so much at risk um, in regards to the fight. Like there's been stakes before, but like we know for a fact that he's putting his life, he's probably not coming out of this fight alive. Like him coming out of this fight alive is probably not very believable if we're being honest. Yes, I know the irony of that given the bet guys leave it alone. But it's it's the the reality is he's he's using his ability, which is already something that puts his life at risk to this 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 extent, uh, is that there's just a, a low probability of him walking away from this fight where he might still might maybe we don't know, but uh, he's he's putting up a fight. He's doing something. He's hanging in there. It, it, it felt like a lot of time and no time was passing at all, but he he put some hits in and he took some hits. So hopefully we don't play around with it too much when we come back in for next week's chapter and we just get right into Maki throwing hands. That's what I want. Don't don't give me too many pleasantries, please. Please just get into the fight. I think I think I think Gage is gonna do the opposite. I think I, the the way the ingenious way that like he kind of like like made Maki separate like and. You know, towards the end of that chapter, we saw like two other guys come in. So it's like, I think he's going to push it a little bit. Just like, I guess, to build that anticipation for Maki to finally come in. But I mean, it's five minutes. So like that can that can last however long in chapter four of that. But yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited to see Maki come back. I love how we kind of got a little like tidbit um, of how Maki, of how realistic Maki is with her abilities. Where he was, where she was just like, look, yeah, I'm injured, but I'm good. Like, and this is not me being on that typical shonen bull. Like, no, I can, I'm good. I just need a little minute. And I really like that moment because it it showed, it showed um, how realistic and how seriously um, 
e-sorcerer users take take like this whole calling games thing so i really did like seeing that especially from maki <laughs> she's like no look, i'm good like i just need five minutes but i like Naruto. how he's like he's pushing his limits by playing it safe for so long and kind of like putting his life on the line and um kind of going back to like what's his name he was like yo where where is maki she I'm, like i'm seeing toji right now and i was just like yes yes get happy in your heart like yes you cannot see but yeah, I love it. I love this chapter because I love the way it kind of like formatted everything to where it all kind of makes sense. That, if that makes sense. I know I'm rambling. <laughs> I mean, like, I, Maki has that endurance and that uh, Khan, uh, like, literally has the health and endurance for it. So we know she's going to be all right. She, she'll, she'll still live right in the end, even already knowing about Naoma's weakness. And Nyoma's the kind of guy that's so very prideful. Because he's, he's so easy to push Maki's button. Oh, what does Mai say about this? I was like, oh, you really want to make me angry? Like, But that was, that, was family, that was family trash talk, you know? Like, that was just family throwing the dozens back. And I felt that. I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. That was, that was a, what's your mama going to say? Uh, Nothing. Because <laughs> she did. <laughs> Literally. She did. did. <laughs> <laughs> so what colors are casket? <laughs> what shoes she wear? A casket. What shoes was she wearing? <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, it's interesting to know a little bit more about the binding vow as well, because uh, uh Noritoshi also mentions that he still like has his weaker endurance but he he has that speed but he's able to like somehow work as like a turtle almost like he could combine himself and like crash like he's like an armadillo going super speed hitting each other and stuff like that i don't see noritoshi dying especially with that last chapter and those last panels and like we already can feel that noritoshi is not like the important character or not even the like a popular side character i would sort of say even though like there's already been flashbacks of him going in knowing that he might not live in the end or he's going into like everything he's putting everything he got just like our other just like our other boy in the other series like oh he's not down yet he's very beat up but he's not exactly done yet and then like we just see what happens in the end but um all he really needs to do is just buy 5 minutes for a 20% chance that Maki can kill Yama at that point. And it has to be a non cursed tech. It has to be a cursed technique or curse, not cursed technique, but using like a cursed weapon of some sort to be able to kill him because using a non cursed weapon or non cursed sorcerer abilities does not mean certain death. Because, uh, just, I mean, like Mama Maki tried to do it. Now we got this. Um, but it's definitely interesting to know of Noritoshi. Like he's he's uh he's gung ho on everything now. How he's able to maintain his blood loss from going out is recycling his own blood. I think that's kind of sick. It's nasty because you're exposing your blood within the oxygen and air and bringing it back into your body so that you don't die. It's nasty. You get an infection with that. You're gonna get some kind of virus that's going into that. But um. Okay. But I mean, it's it's cool because like we 
like it kind of made me miss Chozo a little bit the way that like, I was seeing you know blood manipulation and how you know him clapping whatever it kind of took me back to Shibuya arc and I was like dang I miss Chozo uh what is he doing right now uh gay gay what do you do like you know but I love to see that he's like he is kind of going outside his own comfort zone and not playing it safe with uh these attacks um and also to kind of like um going back to his family and go back to his morals and ideals and the promises he's made and and seeing how that fits within this change that he's currently in predicament he's in so that's and that's why I feel like he he isn't going to die soon because it's like he there's still there's still something he needs to resolve within himself first in order for um any resolution to happen within himself and within his own ability and within what he's promised so yeah kill him now when it really makes sense because he's not like finished yet but yeah <laughs> yeah i think kudos to gege as well for um not letting uh himself be limited with the creativity like you don't have to have everything super defined like people try to be technical with everything and but it's it's a cool idea right if he's not if the blood is not actually leaving the body then that's why he's you know conceptually at a very baseline level it makes sense obviously all the technicalities around it is still disturbing and weird however um again it's the it's the testament to him wanting to put his life on the line for the cause um and i think it, it's i'm getting a bit of an overselling on the risk so i'm expecting him to kind of live at this point because it's kind of like yeah he's probably gonna end up having to survive it's probably gonna be one of those things where like now nah, you need to survive to be able to tell the story of all of these things that are happening kind of thing is kind of kind of sort of what I'm getting from this right now. But also, I think I think he's been climbing into popularity. The ladies definitely love the rebranding of him. Um, You know, from what I can tell on social media, the ladies love the rebranding. Really? You know, you come back with a new a new hairstyle, a little scar, you know, that's that's what the ladies be liking. Apparently, I don't know. I'm just going off the Twitter timelines. You know, I'm just saying. What 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 a twist! What a turnaround too, because usually the ladies would be on him if he was the top of the class. You know, he would have been. He was supposed to be the top of the Noritoshi clan. I mean, now he's not the not he not the top no more. Got a new look. Has no weapons, and yet. You know, you know they say the ladies like a bad boy. He's he's kind of he's kind of becoming a little bit edgier as as the the chapters progress. But I definitely wanted to see like, I'm like if he's not even technically part of the family no more. Couldn't Chozo technically teach him more when it comes to the blood manipulation as well? And that's what I would love to see. I, I would love to see that because kind of like some of the movements he's doing, I'm like, that's some creative creative stuff Chozo would do. And I think that and I think that's like the whole point too, like kind of like having a cursed womb, cursed spirit, you know, suddenly kind of like partnering with like sorcerers where it's like it doesn't matter what you are, as long as we can learn from each other. So I think that would be a really dope conclusion type thing to see i mean technically they are still from the same family so to speak tech yeah the only difference is that chozo is able to manipulate all blood and not just his own uh i'm not i'm not i don't know too much of how if noritoshi can do the same thing as chozo of manipulating other people's blood as well but he he seems like the kind of guy who's willing to try it and he's gung-ho to do it and like Kenny said he's willing to die for the cause so uh but we know the fight wasn't supposed to last long it's just the whole entire conversation within Noritoshi uh, Noritoshi's head of how a little bit of how Naoyo's deep new curse form works 
being go- being able to curl top speed, this binding valve not being able to have much endurance. It's really the opposite of Maki in a way. Like, yeah, you got the speed, but you know, like, if it, you're easy to crack. And he's able to, like, shoot a piercing blood through his veins and his muscles and vibrate, like, the same way Deku uh, destroyed muscle, uh, muscle man kind of thing with his fibers and stuff like that. Yeah, his fibers is a lot weaker because, yeah, he's piercing through that easy. Bro, when he blew through him, I was like, oh, snap, what is he? Okay, we getting creative with it. Like, but um he's also yeah, not was, he's also was, not wasting any one, blood too. Like was he got one hit panel, in the stomach. Like, yeah, there was one panel that looked yeah. like he had like maybe knuckle, like little like uh knuckle bloods things. I don't know if that was just like the splash art or if he had like actually formed it into something solid around his knuckles, but it looked like again, I, I really like the artwork around it at the end of the day. Um I like the concept being played around with. Um I've been seeing a lot of people talk about uh like there's not a lot of uh blood users and i was like i was like that's not true there's lots of blood users in anime so it's always fun to kind of see people's interpretation of how the blood is being utilized and manipulated and stuff like that so can i say um muslim's design is giving very much hollow hollow like just straight up hollow i was just like and i love that i love seeing again that bleach stuff and and uh jjk but that close-up shot i was like oh are we like are we got to kill a hollow like what is yeah if if (laughs) y'all didn't know if y'all didn't know that he was a fan of bleach if y'all didn't know before like that was to me that that whole design was literally the most blatant like hollow design I've, i've seen out of all the the spirit designs that we've seen to this point like that one was like very hollow-fied very was, much so in the bag with the art too just like yes it reminded me of that death king uh Yahalo. yes like how his form yes. is the whole like skeleton like skull knight with the yes. whole crown he was supposed to be the king of the hollow and stuff like that before get packed, get packed up boy anyway um <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was because it was it was this this design and the one design of the uh, lawyer guy I forgot his name but like his his like cursed spirit like was like a um yeah. like a the gigantic giganto the yeah the the, the Manos, the Manos, the judgment the judgment uh yeah uh, yeah Kenya. but his like very like like cute hollow forms i was like oh my god yeah. it's so cool i love it <laughs> i think it's because of the black eyes it's just like the, like the dark you, it's like those you stay uh you stare within the darkness and then the, the darkness stares back at you yeah and these are the same eye, and these are the same eyes that's staring back at you before you even get to stare at them but and actually not even like technically those eyes were like someone in first and you just literally destroying the threat and he's looking at you that is scary but, but yeah, I I've been loving the I've been loving how detailed these panels are. Sometimes sometimes I have to like zoom in, but what is actually happening <laughs> so I can catch those details because you know the influity of like what's happening. So you can like you know I guess see the, the inner workings of like everyone's abilities, which is what I think I miss sometimes. And I'm kind of like rushing during reading instead of like let me just take my time and like look, be aware of what's happening to gain more from it. Right. Like, is it is it like uh, again like even with the whole thing with the fist like is it is it just splash art or is this actually like something going on like did you like there's a little extra detail actually around this tree am i supposed to notice something here with this tree so right. sometimes you really do gotta like slow down and just pay attention to what's going on like in the background a little bit i think with 
what's being planned is that he's trying to put more blood onto Naya, maybe slow him down. Because we do know, like, the blood manipulation can make you heavy. And this guy, and like, Naya is very, very heavy right now. He doesn't technically have the endurance to be able to take all these attacks. Even uh, when you mentioned, like, does he have blood knuckles? No, he's spitting on, he's spitting blood onto his own hands. And then after that blow, he's literally touching Naya's arm just to, like, add more blood onto him. So that adds more weight or adds more point. Or being able to manipulate his blood easier so that it's poison. Could be bombs. Could be, you know, for a later detonation so that when Maki delivers her blow, like, it's already there inside of the streams and stuff as well, so. But, like, man is so willing to die already. Just like, yo, I wonder what mom is telling me. Like, she's gonna say if I were to do this. I'm like, I don't have a place here, mom. I was just trying to do this for you, but even that was not in my efforts. I'm like, uh... And when at you least, have nothing I else, I could do this for my friends at least. Like, let me do this for my comrades. And like, nah, he was so really ready to die. And this, he he gave up. He was willing to give up this, but unfortunately, that last page gave him the. They were literally in the middle of another fight where some kind of a uh, curse, uh, Kamui, Kamui, um. Some guy with a some weird mythical creature with a weird top head and an old man. I guess they were in there in the middle of the fight and just interrupted that. That's how I know. Like, yeah, as a good yeah, Nortoch is gonna survive because of the interference. Well, they already interfere. They were they already interference technically. Okay, see, I was worried about. Or I was like confused about that. I'm like, who are these two? But now you're saying, it's like, oh yeah, interrupting the fight. Because I, I almost forget that we're in this calling games, like where there's other fights going on <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. The people who aren't part of like the JK, the, you know, the uh, Jitsu High School. So I'm just like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, it, I mean, it's good interference. We, we still need to buy maybe four more minutes. We don't know how long this fight has been, this one-sided beat-up has been going on, and we have two fighters who are so very passionate in their own one-on-one. Unfortunately, they're not going to be able to finish their stuff. There's a good chance they might die. And that's, I think that's the way of like, okay, GG, thank you for saving him. Now just two other father characters can just die because we don't know them and, and their experience or whatnot has been going on. Uh... But definitely for sure. Uh, this was a good chapter. Uh, I'm glad that North, uh, Camel has more light on his, his character. Because the only, t- the only thing we knew about Camel was that he was supposed to be the new supportive head of the family. He's doing this for his mom. He's trying to be the head of the family so that he can bring his mom back into the world, uh, to the top head. Unfortunately, um, uh, the pseudo ghetto character coming back into the family coming back into the fold and he becomes the next head and him like even though like uh, he hates even though him and Ghetto share the same personality of not liking non-cursed sorcerers he also don't like uh, second family or second offsprings of the family too or doesn't like the mixed blood in their own purebred family which is weird considering he's the brain he's a brain dude going into other bodies and none of you guys are like purebred at all if you think about that and shit like that also kind of hoping that uh yuji is not also a uh camo camo neither 
Hey man, who knows? He might be like Ichigo and just be a mutt with like everything, you know? <laughs> so we we'll see how that goes. But from from what's happening, we may we may get a bit of everything with Yuji towards the end of all of this, which would be cool. <laughs> like I'm kind of glad we're not back to Yuji yet, just yet, because like this, yeah, this. Can you gonna say something? Because everything on their end has been resolved. resolved. Okay, sorry. You still mute? Mm-mm, no, I, I'm just saying uh, his 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 setup and background is very Ichigo s to begin with. So we'll see what happens. Exactly. So like, again, like we don't really miss Yuji just yet. There's just so many interesting characters going on, and we need to still see uh, Maki doing her MVP shit. Oh yes, I, like and I and then that's the grand finale, right? We gotta see what else new Maki is able to do now. And I think I like how we're kind of like Gage is teasing us with that little tidbit by being like, "All right, I'm gonna take her out for a little bit." It's just like, "Oh, okay, okay." <laughs> but yeah, like I never. But yeah, even though this this arc or this part of the um, sorry, going back into the name of this the colony. The Sakura Jima, Sakurajima colony was what we all thought is supposed to be Maki's MVP. Uh, we actually see side story of uh, Kamo, uh, Noritoshi Kamo as well, which I'm glad. Um, even though like how Gege has been setting it up, it seems like it's going by power scaling a little bit. First it was Yuji, and then it was Megumi, and then it was uh, uh, Yugi, uh, and then uh, and then it goes to uh, or Lada, Hikari. Or Hikari, and I went in Maki. It might not even be the scaling up. It could just be like just random scare, uh, random perspective of character, but how we're experiencing and how we're seeing, technically the readers and viewers of what their real abilities are or what they can even like go through and that stuff. We feel like, yo, is, this, is, it, is it going up and up and up in different scaling? No, this is just their base, not base form, but like that's how much potential and how much power that these guys are able to pull out. It's, Until we get to those heavy hitters, and I and I and kind of you saying that kind of just made me realize of in the beginning how this whole thing started, where they're like, "Oh, these are like the heavy hitter, like cursed spirits that we have to look out for," and how these like lesser cursed spirits are coming up as if as this training, like they're like kind of like being thrown to the fire and being pushed like into increase as they're like going through this whole coding games thing, and quite frankly. Magumi's is probably my favorite one out of like what we've been seeing so far and I think um Maki will be my second I love Takari's but it was a lot for me to digest with his you know that's just me kind of being like you mean a little like you know you know impatient like you reading his but like Magumi's was very like straightforward I loved it very hype and I think Maki's gonna have that same uh dynamic which I mean come on given so like with their family so I'm excited to see <laughs> Any last thoughts, Kenny? No? All right, cool. Uh, technically, we're supposed to uh, run a little bit more time. Uh, everybody's still uh, in the middle of something. Do you guys just want to go into the My Hero? Yeah. That's on uh, the spicy doesn't want to punch man if you want. Just to buy a couple more minutes. Yeah, whatever you guys, whatever you guys, 
Whatever is best. Whatever is best. I'm I'm so yeah, about to say I don't know who I don't know who or if we're saving time, but I can that's <laughs> that's the little least bit of stalling I could do. Oh, never Ray, mind. We got the Ray. Yeah. Never mind. Yes. Ray, come to save the day. Never mind. Ray, all Mike in the save the day. Ray, say, I'm Ray here. Give us that intro, Ray. <laughs> Ray Might is here. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> what a wonderful day to see your wonderful face. <laughs> I just knew that this day couldn't pass and really not come on the stream. Not want to oh, have, no. not want to have such kind words for you. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm here to hear some, yeah, some very kind words for me. I'm, you know, it's been two weeks after a certain event occurred. <clears throat> Excuse me, hold on. Uh, a certain event. Let me pull my mic close to me. Uh, <laughs> let me look directly into the camera. Uh oh. Mm hmm. Let's see if we can so, clip this. If this is a good chance YouTube can clip this, you might have to clip this now. So, so I would like to go on record and state that Ray Apollo is the great, the wise, the all-powerful, and the all-knowing one. And I apologize for, for going against the will of the mighty Apollo. Uh, you were right. As, as it has been clearly stated about five times in this chapter, Bakugo is indeed dead. And I apologize. I apologize for that. Although I did get what I wanted, there is more carnage. There's lots and lots more carnage to be had. But unfortunately, it seems Bakugo, for, for what it's worth right now here in this moment, is indeed dead. I repeat, Bakugo is indeed dead. So that being said, I apologize. I was wrong. Although I did let y'all know beforehand, um, there was no need for a Bakugo uh, Shoto and uh, Zeku. So of that trio, I knew from a long time ago, I said that one of them has to die. And as we can see, like I said before, the Todoroki stories got better. It became an actual side story. So it was very, it was very obvious that it was probably Bakugo that was probably going to have to get sacrificed. So here we are. And you know, I might get lucky. Maybe Endeavor and Shoto also still die. Let's get into it. <laughs> That's wow, how you relax. Wow, relax. Uh, <laughs> first of all, you know, it's okay to be wrong. It is, it's very okay. Um, but it's like I said, it was uh, one of the stages of grief. You were in disbelief that he was dead. And I understand that because that's our boys. But you know, Horikoshi don't waste words. He don't waste panels. He don't waste pages. So, you know, I just knew. Deep down in my heart, my boy was gone. And uh, that's okay though, because Deku gon' he gonna get that boy actual hands, and I can't wait. I look, can't I'm, wait to see his ass get whooped. And look, I'm about, I'm waiting for that Gohan moment, <laughs> right? Because I was petty with uh when Frost says everybody else want to join Deku's present welcoming present. I was like, oh, you petty as hell. Man. This man said, I'm packing. I'm packing. Who else would like to be packed? Would you like to be packed? I am serving. I'm You're all gonna crying. get a turn. You're all definitely gonna get a turn when Deku gets uh, before Deku gets here. Yeah, I prepared his presence for him, but he said, I'm putting Deku through that shonen, <laughs> that shonen development. I'm trying to who else gonna get at it because I'm trying to get a fight. But nah, I don't really feel anything when I don't really feel anything, I guess, concerning Deku Bakugo's death this chapter. It was more of like. I mean, okay. We, we did have two weeks to process this. 
we yeah, all had two you major know, processes. And it was, but it, but I love how hard Cookie's like, no, um, not brother gone, like, like, <laughs> slumber. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll be even more. I'll, I'll, I'll even be one of the Paul Barrows in that whole casket funeral, right? <laughs> but I blame Best Genius. Where were you, Best Genius? Where were you at? You were doing nothing. Yo, speaking of. Speaking of like Offer Sugar Rocky Offer Sugar Rocky Offer Sugar Rocky was like hey yo eraser head you suck like I like that was so that was so (laughs) crazy because I was like in the midst of everything else he was like yo you know if you were useful like this might not be happening right now like goddamn if you were if you were living by curiosity through a student like like everybody all y'all pro heroes is doing right now this gonna be happening and I was like my god like he said it's my god right there can you hear me yeah you suck miracle you suck and i was like damn he's like all y'all all y'all pro heroes suck bringing children i mean yeah I remember he said he said y'all shouldn't have had to bring the front you shouldn't have to bring them on the front lines no way and we're like he right though he right though I, I thought I thought I thought that was cool. Sugar Rocky, all for Sugar Rocky is really having some of the coldest speeches right now. Like really, oh, like yes. some of the coldest speeches. Yes, easily. But when he was just like, he's like, it is, it is confirmed. Baku go is dead. I was like, Lord Koshi, why are you doing this? It's okay. But not. Um, I like this chapter. Chapter was was fun. I liked. I called the freaking. Shoto and what you call it though? I I called that shit when it first happened. I'm like, oh, he just sleeping. Like I I called that. Yeah, so. I, I think I think that was telegraphed. A lot of us was like, yeah, no, I know where that goes. So I'm 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 also glad to see that they done because yeah, I'm like, Dobby's too much of a monster for that to just exactly. get knocked out. <laughs> exactly. It's it's just weird. It's weird too because it's like we lost twice, which was one of the twice was a a, a fan favorite for a lot of people. Dobby was our Dobby and Baku are trending top five characters in the entire series for like years now. So for you to get rid of both of them one after another is kind of interesting. Dobby's done. Bakugo is actually dead, but Dobby's alive. So there's Danny, there's there's kind of froze a little bit. Can you? Uh... Oh yeah, my I see it now. <clears throat> All right, I should I be good now. I thought that was just me. I was like, oh, no, it popped up on the Zoom and everything just now. But I was saying, okay. um, Dobby, Dobby, Dobby dead, Baku thriving, Baku die, Dobby alive. <laughs> it's, wow. it's very intentional. It's very intentional. Because remember, we're saying, we're like, what is Harkoshi's problem with all these fire type users? Like, <laughs> but not, and now we're seeing it. It's hey, like, you he, know. His first Pokemon was Charmander, so leave that man alone. Facts. But you know what? I'm going to say it. This is a war. And they said he said it from the beginning, bro. They won one battle. The villains are winning the other one. <laughs> it's all bad. Uh, but actually, I feel like it's almost worse, uh, given that last panel. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> oh, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm happy. So we, we now know what that heat signature was, which is crazy. Because we was like, it, it, how is it not fire, right? And we was like, did the blast extend out of the dome? No, that was, that was Dobby. <laughs> That's what that was. So now the real question is, which one of the danger sense things is going off for, for Deku right now? Because those aren't in the same exact locations. 
And then you have basically this stuff is about to, I'm guessing what they're also setting up is like, this is going to be televised a lot more clearly so people can see what's going on in the fight scenes. So there's a lot of different things that's being set up, which is another callback to the previous episode with the team that was responsible for documenting stuff. So there's a lot of like subtle callbacks that's happening right now, specifically in this chapter. So there's a lot to like look forward to, but yeah, no, this, this is, this was a lot. I think, okay, so with this skeptic thing, first of all, I don't know how skeptic don't get his hands on, somebody got to lay hands on skeptic, bro. Somebody. I don't know who it's going to be, though, but somebody got to lay hands on him. And I hope it's LaBrava. But anyway, um, yes. look, I really need one thing to happen. They start televising this, and it's Dobby popping off about how, look at your hero, look at your number one. And look at me beating the shit out of my little brother and killing all his friends. <laughs> and then people gonna be like, oh no. And it's um it's one of those things where they're playing backfires and they want people to use their quirks, but they start using it against them. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm curious to see how that goes. Look, I told y'all I want more carnage. I, I said that I know y'all thought I was whatever with the Bakugo thing, but at the end of the day, there has to be more sacrifice. It just I think the ramification of what Horikoshi is trying to sell us in regards to like the undertone and the underlying plot of this story demands more sacrifice. It demands more loss. Um, it doesn't have to be substantial. Like I was kind of overing last week, like wipe out everyone there, but like, no, seriously, more people have to die. There has to be ramifications for these decisions. I do think that maybe not necessarily dying, but like the inability to even be a hero for some of these heroes. Relax, is bro. This ain't Chainsaw be Man. Be, be cool. This is a Shonen Jump title. Relax. Wow. Wow. Chainsaw Man is a Shonen... Uh-huh. No, is what I'm saying is, guess what? Relax. This ain't your dark... Ah, yes, depression. Everyone dies. Everyone's man. No. Leave it alone. This is a superhero uh, story. But I agree. I think the pro heroes really need to learn this lesson. Like y'all have been just sitting on y'all thrones doing nothing. And now look, children are dying because y'all were not training them the way that they needed to be trained. Y'all were, hey, y'all bro, were not doing your they, part. They suffered to train. enough because guess what? This just happened, bro. Not like they, it wasn't like that one day was like, you know what? Ah, one day y'all gonna get murdered by these villains. Well, yeah, guess what? <laughs> they knew what they was getting into. And think about all the other people that's already died. There's a ton of people that's already died. For real though. And not just that, the people who've been maimed, people who have been forced to retire because they was whack. <laughs> you know, the whole hero society has literally fallen apart. So I'm like, what, what more do y'all want, bro? <laughs> you know what? For real though, I want to see what happens when this is over. Like, how are heroes lauded? How are they received? Like. What do you consider a villain then at that point? I'm like, because there's a lot that they're doing this. Like, you know, he ain't wrong, but he is also murdering people. So he is wrong. <laughs> so I, I mean, need, I need an OVA. Like, I don't care where this series tries to end. I need an OVA afterwards because I just, I need the story to neatly end it. But I need to know, like you said, I need to know what happens after. I need to know what happens to the world after. What I don't care. Look, give me a, a second series. I don't care. I just know it needs to be, there needs to be a hard separation for me anyways of where the, the My Hero Academia as it currently stands story ends and 
the idea of what the world even looks like afterwards, what lessons are learned, what ramifications come from, literally what happens with everything right now. You guys don't think we're gonna we're gonna get a time scale? Because I, I mean, we've been talking about that the time scale, but I just I think it's really showing how important seeing a, a glimpse of that time scale is gonna be, because I think like what my what her, what she's doing is like build like breaking down what's what's happening and building it back up. Obviously, like you know, society's been doing that for you know years. So like seeing how it's so like tough right now like I really want to see it and I know obviously that is going to be like that pinnacle for that so I really want to see the time skip to see like what these new young heroes are going to take into consideration and and learning from that the pro heroes missed and how they're going to turn that into a ray of hope and understanding and not so much judgment and not so much like you're a villain you're wrong but more like how Marvel does it where it's like we all have matter different opinions but there are boundaries there are all the laws that you know that we have to figure out to fit to where everyone's hurt, everyone understands, but like we're not doing the most out of out of hurt, out of anger or whatever. So I, I feel you. I really do. I feel that. Go ahead, Sam. No, I was definitely I'm with you guys. If, I, if we were to establish my Academia is uh the entire Marvel universe and her Koshi is Stan Lee, I definitely want to see more mankakas literally picking up with my hero doing OVAs or doing side stories of each individual heroes or even new heroes that, that lives in the same world and universe that's been changed from this entire impact because war changes people and it's not just within the not within who's involved but also outside of involvement of what's going on it's a there's a new society needs to be made a new balance a different like impact that's been done this is going into the history books and whoever wins are going to be whoever wins in, in the end is going to be the one writing these history books but i'm like we but we already can see and understand with within the last couple of chapters with that media team but we already know skeptic is going to be like saying oh look at your heroes getting killed or like being beat up by their own brother and stuff like that but then it's also going to be the the, the department the media department filming the real story the real accurate story that the hero society had been like covering and blocking now no we're not blocking anything we're exposing the real story of what's been going on in this war who's died who left who's left who's still kicking it what villain is still on the hands like what what's left what's going on to let the people know in media and that sort of stuff and that's the change that needs to happen we have to let everybody know the real story everybody the true story, I would say, like without any cover-ups, without any defamation, without any um, saying like, oh, hey, we're waiting for Mars side. We're already doing all this. It's just like, nah, we'll tell us what's really up. Who's still alive, at least. Like, Spicy, you going to say something? I was going to say, and it's starting, it's starting with that Secret Service government that's going to have to really like get the hell out of here because they've been doing dirt that just needs to stop. And I hope Hawks, and I don't know if Lydia Gox is still alive, but if she is, I would love to see them kind of take over and really like change how it affected them in, the, in coming up and really actually like actually help and not just like hiding all of these secrets and, and not do anything with it, like, essentially, so. Ray, you had something to say before? I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm of this mindset where I don't want to see them like, rebuild what they knew just different i want to see like a legitimate change in of like well this society is irreparable 
we have to start over. <laughs> it's, what, it's kind of something that I want to see, really, um, because I, I have this feeling that they're not going to leave it at a state where it's like they can even pick up pieces and start. They're going to have to start over, period. Um, and those lines that, you know, that they drew that, that made people heroes and that made people villains and vigilantes, I feel like that's gone now. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how that shakes out. Like, I, I really want to see a post My Hero where it's like, yeah, everything we thought we knew, gone. And so uh, now what? That's what I want to see. What's that? Um, I'm, I'm blanking here. What's that game where um where we lose the war and the whole premise of the game is, is around that? What, what series is that? You talk about Wolfenstein? Yeah, we we gonna get a yeah, Wolfenstein boy. version. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> get a Wolfenstein wee. version oh, of no. that bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean if there the will be blood. win, you know, mm. yeah, yeah. It's a pool of blood is gonna be happening. Yep. Mm-hmm. Look, bro, we got what Infinity Ward in game, so I mean, like, it's possible. He's a big fan of comics, bro. Yeah, you're literally looking at someone whose biggest inspirations are Stan Lee and Oda. Just, just let that sink with you. <laughs> like that's his. That's that's the two inspirations right there. That's the two leading driving forces of this entire like thing. So it's really open to a lot of interpretations. Um, much like we talk about One Piece, we always forget that Luffy's a pirate. And I've I've said on the show already. I I think that that Koshi writes his villains really really well, and I'm very invested in the villains. <laughs> so. What if plot twist another version of, of my hero comes out and the reality is uh the people we thought were the heroes were the villains all the time, the people we thought were the villains was the hero all the time. And you know, it's just it's all a perspective thing. You know, how will the world react to the reality of what that could possibly mean? I mean, we got a little bit of a taste in a sort of way of what happens without the hero society and everything can crumble. Everybody was like the civilians were like all on their own and trying to defend everything on their own, as well as the villains and jailbreakers was like doing their own thing, wreaking havoc, doing crimes, and basically like it was Arkham City it, or Arkham Arkham Knight at the moment in this kind of world where the like every villain is like the free form. It's um, uh, uh, mar- it's martial law right now. There's no like law containing anybody. Everybody's free to do whatever, and whatever remaining heroes that choose not to retire or choose to run away or give up on anything, they're just still trying to keep the peace, even if they're the ones who are getting the hate. Still, like you were supposed to protect us, you were supposed to do everything, and yet they're still here and they're still working. It's just no credit, no response. It's just all the negative emotions, and like at that at that point, I I would not blame them if they did quit because like. Even though they're trying, they're doing their best efforts and stuff, and like they're not as appreciated and shit. It's like we've seen that society already. Um, to pull another reference from another series that is very inspired by uh, heroes, um, it's kind of like Garo's sense of justice with One Punch Man. Like his whole thing is just the idea that basically, like there's you know these heroes have been failing. There's no true hero present. So I'm going to create the circumstance or the scenario where you guys literally have no choice but to understand what the ultimate evil is. And the world will course correct itself from there having, you know, it's that idea of having that that one person to hate kind of thing. Like if you, if everyone hates me, da 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 
there's your justice and there's where the truth will line up and people can kind of unite under that united front for whatever the cost may be. So I, I think that I think that this series is, is really trending in a good way. I know people say that My Hero has its, its, its ups and downs, but we're in an up right now. I don't know about everybody else, but I feel like we're in an up right now. I feel like we've been in an up. Uh, I think the pacing has has definitely progressed to a point where I'm satisfied. I know a couple of weeks back, I was like, I mean, you need to bring Deku or you need to change the scenery. And I think the scenery was changed with Shigaraki kind of like stepping into the forefront of the battle more dynamically. Um, we have everything that we've had with Bakugo. I think the timing for that was perfect. If we want to be real honest about it, I really think that the timing of everything that's happening with Bakugo right now is perfect. Um, I think there's also the ramifications of uh, possibly some stuff happening to the civilians that are being kept safe away. So I, again, I think there's a lot of things going on here to pay attention to. And again, we have to remember we're getting certain number of pages and panels per week. <laughs> so it's 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 like we're reading it week to week. But I think um, this is a series I'm gonna have this arc specifically. I know I need to go back and read as a this, whole unit. When this it's is an arc, I'm gonna be jealous of people who get to read it for the first time, just all the way straight through. Like yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm very jealous of those people already. Um, and like you brought up a good point. It's like you know those other folks. I mean, they're. I think we still have three aspects of this battle that he hasn't touched in weeks. Like, we ain't seen Toga, we ain't seen the rest of what Toga and Ochako are going on, we ain't seen Spinner, period, and what he's doing. Um, and there was a whole nother group that I can't Giga remember Machia. now. Gigamachia. Yeah, Gigamachia. Like, bro, like, uh, it can only literally get worse. <laughs> See, so, Ray, um, and that's what I was saying, Ray. I was like, there has, there has to be more. Because the heroes aren't even winning right now. Like, that's the thing. Oh, no. I don't know if anyone realized, like, the heroes, ever since they Deku were, go, ever, here with yep. Deku go, LOL, Deku go, ever since Deku got his, his moment. Nice ship. I, I, we see your shipping now, okay. Ever since Deku got his moment, literally, like, maybe three months ago now, like, they've not been winning. <laughs> like, it's I mean, been, well, it's been I'd like, it's been like, it's been like a teeter-totter. Because, I mean, this, this plan was haphazard anyway. Uh, they kind of, like, rushed this plan. Uh, and so, like, when Deku didn't end up where he was supposed to be, this is the instant L. Instant L. Just straight up. Uh, because then at least at that point, they probably could have had some sort of advantage had Deku been there to actually like make that plan go off without a hitch. So, I don't know. Like It's just, it's a wrap. I think. Um, if they do pull out something at the end, I mean, I'll be happy if they just escape. <laughs> Let me be real with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm still invested in the potential because it's like we still haven't met, re reached a conclusion. Ah, oh, snap! Oh Somebody boy, look, look who's here! Look who's connecting! Look who has joined us! <laughs> Kenny Doxa said, "Deku Ghost Shipper." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm just still, I'm you still in my like grieving. Three times. It's because I'm, it's because I'm in my grieving process, and Bakugo is so heavy on my mind. Is what it is, you know. I'm All still right. grieving, but um, oh my God. Deku, Deku, I, I still think, I think you're right, um, Ray. I think that there, it's really been a, it's been a long time. Regardless of where we put a stamp on it, it's been a long time. We've gotten like glimpses of feeling like a maybe a moment in this battle is being won by the heroes, and then it gets shut down. We really haven't had the heroes have a true Man. success in my eyes for a while now. And that okay, so that was a really big component of what we were talking about over on stream, and kind of part of why I'm here now instead of earlier. Uh, 
100% every battle that like the heroes won over the course of this war finished with some kind of like cliffhanger note to it. And I don't know, the last chapter, when the last chapter came out, I did a space on Twitter and I should have recorded it. And one of the things that I said was, is that with Dobby's heart glowing and Shoto explaining that his heart was central to the technique circulating the different temperatures of blood and stuff, if Dobby is covered in ice now, he was stated to have a physiology comparable to Ray's, then it would make sense for him to be able to kind of mirror or replicate a similar move. And that would be how he was able to keep fighting to the extent that somebody who was in that space yesterday tagged me in a tweet saying that I was 100% right and I didn't know what they were talking about until I read the chapter today. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of clear that there was like a, a false security being created for a lot of people. And we kept having these random cutaways where like when we had the battlefield with Aoyama where Kuneda was standing on all those, you know, flowers and stuff and you see fat gums all stabbed up where it was like, clearly it was like, this isn't gonna be as easy as the heroes thought. And they kind of, it's like the, I think the Paranormal Liberation War already created a false sense of security in a lot of people's minds. Cause in, to a certain degree, that war went how the heroes wanted it to. But I think people also forget that about the first 15 minutes of the war went how they wanted it to. And then everything after that is just damage control. Like once Makia wakes up, it is pure damage control. And this time they don't have the jump on the bad guys, not for real. They thought they did, but the second AFO was able to teleport that many people to the battlefield, they should have known we don't have this advantage. There is no actual advantage on our side here. I think you're right. And I think that's that's a strong point of like, you thought that the heroes had an advantage and literally from the moment this fight started, the plan was ruined. Literally from the moment the fight started, it was like, wait, we I didn't get you, everyone in place. Has a plan at best. This but was but a even, even, plan and then even in this chapter, again, this chapter really reveals a lot and calls back a lot because Shigaraki points that out. Deku was right. You guys needed to move up the timeline. But even that, even in the face of you making the right steps, making the right decisions to counter me, it still isn't enough. And the one of the funniest things about this too is that Deku being late feels like this really big deal at first. And like for the, you know, the battlefield with Bakugo, like sure, it is a big deal that Deku was late. But for what's happening with AFO, for what's happening with uh, Kamino, what we haven't gotten to see yet because Horikoshi has been hiding Suyu and Ochako's battle with Toga, none of that matters. If anything, Deku going to the Toga fight made it worse for them because now yep. she doesn't even believe that she can have Toga. So like everything about this created a worse circumstance for the heroes. And even if he hadn't gone there, because Toga wasn't attached to um, Ochako anymore, she still would have tried to murk her. Mm -hmm. So like all that, so it's like the only thing that did really was give them a chance to maybe find a way to fix things with Toga and for that to still fall apart. I think Toga's gone, she done broke. She was like, man, I ain't playing with y'all no more. <laughs> y'all ain't nobody answering my questions. Y'all running around still, I'm done. I don't know. I think she, I think Toga's just ready to be done with him. 
I think I think that's why we haven't gone back to Spinner yet either. I, I like I I really thought that we were gonna like I knew it was either gonna be Shigaraki or go to Spinner next, and the fact that we went to Shigaraki first told me a lot because we literally we didn't get anything from the Spinner interaction, but we know how pivotal and how warped Spinner's mentality is in regards to like how all of this is playing out. And the same thing with Toga, we know that Toga has kind of been dancing this whole line of things. And the the uniting piece to a lot of this for for that villain team is actually twice his debt. So there's this whole thing that's going on here where everyone is like you see them very strong in their convictions, but they're also really trying to define for themselves where they even stand in the grand scheme of what's going on right now. And that again is going to be a pivotal point to what decisions are being made. And again, like I said, we're in a war arc. We're in what's supposed to be like the final arc. There has to be better stakes like we and these are the stakes these are perfect stakes being made for us right now and i don't mean well done perfect i mean like you know perfect stakes like are being set for us to then get i've to been the telling y'all to everything be patient works. for years with horikoshi he was Great. telling his story he know what he's doing and we we've been telling the we've been saying that the, the audience is not receptive to what's being given for a while now so it's not really shocking at all i mean and that's okay i just i saw i saw the blueprint and i was like ah I'm just and, going. I'm just going to live it out. <laughs> one, one, of, one of the things that's real, real pointing on that though, Ray, is that the people are like, oh, he should have killed Bakugo in the PLW. He should have done this. He should have killed this person. And then it's like, okay, objectively, we lost over half the heroes just from them not being with the shit. One of the things that we was talking about is how there were celebrity heroes and there were soldier heroes. And the soldier heroes are the ones who are a lot less like All Might that are still in this. Like Hawks, Mirko, uh, Endeavor. Genius. They're not, like, nah, Genius is more celebrity than soldier. And that's part so of the problem is. on this battle. Exactly, exactly. He, he is absolutely exactly. 100%. Um, Genius has the dedication, but he don't got the capacity, the combat-wise. And like, because like you think about it, and you think about what, what Gran Torino said before Deku set out on his own. He was like, I should have killed him. I should have gotten the kill. Look at what Mirko said this chapter and what she was trying to do during PLW. She was like, I got to kill that man. Genus is talking it's the same, big. It's the same words too. But it's very much so the same words as but, well. But like what it's is the he same doing? words. And I don't know if you guys, because I know that you popped in for a bit during the stream of either Sam or Ray. I did. But yeah. Sam. Where's that shoestring? Where's Eggshot? Good ass question, bro. Good ass oh, question. Oh, wait, hold on. We have not seen this man. Wait. In chapters. It's it's not just him. There's plenty of the top 20 heroes. But, but think about that. Eggshot is supposed to be at this battlefield. Yep, he's supposed to be there. Supposed to Nature. be specifically at this specific battlefield. Like, we saw him go inside and, like, try to pulp up some of the extra limbs. We have not seen him in chapters. That man might have died before Bakugo. Probably, I mean, let's be honest, though. He probably did. Because, like, and when you think about it, honestly, without Bakugo, it's like, yeah, this is just a, a timer clock. And one of the things that I wanted Horikoshi to do, but I, I get why he didn't do it, just because people can kind of get like super nitpicky and what the way fandom is now, it's probably for the better. 
but I really did want him to put like a stop clock as soon as Deku left from where Toga was, so we could get like a timer. It probably, oh, I think, yes. I think it will happen. Yeah. I actually yes. just, I yes. still see think, how much time has passed. I yes. still think it will happen. So I, I had the same thought, and again, I think he's he intentionally isn't letting us know the time so that he can converge the points effectively. But I think, I think he's gonna do it. I think there's gonna be like a chapter where it's like flashback this time, this thing, this thing panel this time this thing this time panel this, and it's going to chain itself together and just mash at a point because like and i love that we have a we get to wait for death because we never wait for death exactly that's clo- always the, on time the closest Unlike you got to heroes. waiting for deku is um overhaul or but Mirio wasn't just calling from Midoriya he was like yo can I get yeah. some help yes of any kind <laughs> of anybody, anybody. So like, I can't carry this on my back like this help me <laughs> help me ninjas I can hold my uh, breath for so long y'all like because like, he was like it was like and the thing is is that he doesn't have that can I get some help moment until he's been fighting for five minutes without a point Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "All right, like, yeah, this is a lot. <laughs> like, somebody come help out." And like, cause, and one, I kind of hope that Deku has his own theme song going in, like when season seven rolls around, because I want him to have like an Ichigo number one moment. I, bro, yes. I'm telling you, yeah, I need that more than anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, the the one character that has some of the best motherfucking interests is Ichigo. Like straight up, when he would show up, it's like, oh shit, finally. Uh, when you hear that guitar, yeah, I was about to say, when you hear, when you hear that, when you hear that, bruh, the whole art style of the episode uh-huh. done changed all of a sudden. His aura is completely different every time. I, I, uh, I am, I'm with you, and I'm really, I really need Deku to have an interest like that. I don't need it to be no like little. I, Meek Deku and I needed to be an entrance. <laughs> right. Like, oh. Intro has been like that source of hope now. And but now it's like Deku needs something to boost him up out of all of this because no one's looking for all my like and that's why nothing like, now. The the coolest thing about them business course kids being there is that we get the chance of Deku having a moment where he's carrying a bunch of the people out of the UA Gashima yeah. as it's falling. And with Black Whip, so the tendrils are going all through the establishment, just pulling people left and right. And you can see him save 100 people in an instant. And then that'll be like the recorded moment for Deku. But right now, it's like, Mirko's getting pulled. No questions. Unfortunately, yeah. Pulled. Um, Rip, salute, whatever, like, you tried to go hand to hand with Shigaraki. Um, I mean, it's all she got, bro. <laughs> like, and, Her and, one and, arm and one leg. Man. Which I can't wait to see people be like, it's so misogynistic I, I, that I and it's going to be like, come on, bro. <laughs> I literally laughed because but it, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, she's in his face by herself? <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know. But it goes like, what back is- to what she said during the. Um, what's called where she was like, I'm gonna go out like I'm someone who's gonna go all out till I die. Like that's how I'm mm-hmm. wired. That's just who she so is. Yes. I love, I loved, I think that would be a perfect outing if that were to happen. I'll be sad, but it's like she said what she said. 
And that's what I mean, happened. I mean, she saw her. No she, she saw no Bakugo regrets. with that same mentality too. Yeah, exactly. let's do this a little bit. Just about <laughs> saying, we already got exactly. the fact that they are. And now, like, he's, she's seeing that little man die. Like, oh no! Exactly. You were supposed to go before me. One of the things that I was kind of making fun of everybody there for is that. Like, if you want to get into the power scaling discourse a little, Bakugo officially scaled over everybody at that site. He did. Yes. Like, yes. so it's like... When he but was they like, knew that, Aniki. They knew that, and that's yeah. why Bakugo was part of that fight and part I mean, of that that's team. Why they he knew also that. had to go first. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, and that's what's funny. Oh, for Shiki like, also knew. He was hey, like, hey, hey, as much hey. as he's pretending like Bakugo isn't on his radar or anything like that, and as much as he's like, oh, this is just a hurt Deku, Nah, we he saw you had a nah. flashback. Hey. Mm-hmm. We saw yes. you. <laughs> yes. You had to pack him up before he had he actually did something you didn't want to bring do. that kid out. <laughs> how kid about how do the anime episodes start? How does the manga start? This is the story of how became the number one hero. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm I gonna mean, say. That's, that's, you, you know what I want to tell you though? Poor coach is the one who he his characters learn and that phrase could change again well, if you remember <laughs> i mean the, it changed uh, in the last season technically that's yeah. what i'm saying when he got home it was like i forgot to mention this is how all of us became uh-huh. great exactly so i'm like hmm that 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 i don't know i don't want us to lean on that because you know yeah that stuff all, changes hey, hey, <laughs> hey ray hey ray all of us became great anyways 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 I mean, you could be great and be dead, bro. I about to say R.I.P. Bakugo, regardless. <laughs> like, the, let me put it: the only thing that is, the only thing that really gives you a beacon of hope is that, and I talked about this in the stream, is that there's a Horikoshi drawn art piece where Bakugo's standing like this, copying the Iron Man pose. And you know, Tony Stark is a person who has an artificial heart, but also true. Oh. Hey, yeah, also, hey, also, also, um, I'm love a you 3000. <laughs> and see how what, and see how what, like, Miracle, how she's lost and went to like aesthetic. So, like, I, it could be technology where they could give, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna get too much into that. But Look, I'm I, just, I, but I'm, I'm just gonna leave it where it is. It. I'm, I'm just, like, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm like, he did. So, if, if he manages to somehow build out this web of like, this is why this works and explains it, okay. Because, <laughs> like, let's be real here. Hori was like, so Bakugo was confirmed dead. And then in this chapter, he was like, and then I killed two of Endeavor's sidekicks. And, and the did. third one's about to die. Yep. And then we're finished with off of one naked because he's literally putting his meat on the table. <laughs> Man, I, just, but, I was like, is he getting a lot? I was like, cool, is that good? Butt ass naked. Like, look, all, all I'm saying is. The carnage is, is here. It's coming, y'all. And there I mean, will be I mean, more. I feel like it's been here, bro. It's been here. We're still in it. <laughs> but it's the thing is, and I guess this was my point last episode is, we've not been seeing it on the panels. But now, in this chapter, not just for Bakugo, there has been the confirmation and realization that ba- everyone's been like, Horikoshi don't kill people. Horikoshi don't kill people on the, on the screen. Horiko-. Say it now. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. <laughs> Say, it. Say it again. Oh my God. No, I'm just, I, as much as it, it hurts me emotionally as a person who just enjoys good stories, this is very good. I'm having a very good time. Like, uh, like I'm like, okay, every week I'm like, I gotta know what happens 
is my hero. And that's exactly how I would, that's how I would hope that this would be. And that's how it is for me. Like, I'm excited to see what's happening week over week. Because it's always like, okay, well, what's he going to do next? That's, that, I love that. And that, like, I was like, honestly, for week to week writing, especially, this chapter was crazy well put together. Mm-hmm. Especially because one of the things that had been kind of discussed is somebody, and I was like kind of looking at it to cross-reference get at previous volumes, is that the last chapter, 362, is likely to be the last chapter of like volume 36, 37, whichever one they're on in Japan. So the last page of that volume is just going to be Bakugo laid out. Which uh, means the first yeah. chapter of the next volume is this. Imagine going to the store, you get a volume, and you're like, man, I think Bakugo died last time I read this. Like, especially because there are people who only read volume to volume. Um, it's getting a little harder for them because like a lot of the Japanese fandom is getting tired of like this the spoilers trending so heavily that they actually make it over to the Japan side of Twitter and stuff like that. But um prior to this, a lot of people were able to just kind of read volume to volume over there. And in doing so, though, like you hit this juncture and you're like, wait, so Bakugo died at the end of the last volume. And I'm starting this volume off with Dobby popping up, you know, copying Shoto's move. I'm starting this volume off with off one pulling up you know, at his prime, what's going on here? And I was like, well, this volume is clearly going to be, so that the way I look at it is between the next eight to 12 chapters, you got some mess coming. Wasn't Bakugo also like the top one popularity vote? Yes. Like, that man like has won like two, three, bro, two years. He won Dabi, seven Dabi, popularity Dabi, polls. Dabi, Dabi and Bakugo, I said that earlier, are, are top three, what I top love five consistent. He's just sitting there, he's sitting there now laughing and hitting. He's like, yeah, okay, number one in popularity. Huh? Okay. Hey, <laughs> he's going to be number one on the next poll still regardless. Bakugo's <laughs> been talking about being number one the whole series. And he so did it. He got his number one. He just... did it. Y'all are annoying. Yeah, he was the first one to die. Yeah, you're right. Go, go, ahead and, go ahead and build. Go ahead and build that statue. He'll be number one for the war. You oh know, in memory. Gosh. And our usual number two and three. Nah, it's the sidekicks that gets to die. Number two and three. They're the popular votes. Go ahead and go ahead and make Endeavor number two on on any of the dead list, just in spite. Look, I expect Endeavor to die. Um, yeah, we've been kind of waiting on that. I, I thought he got to hoop. I thought it was nice. Um, he sacrificed his child beating hand. He got a re- he got a real good dunk, and now it's time for him to lose the game. <laughs> like <laughs> I, just just more suffering. I, I I'm ready for him to die. Almost, he needs to suffer a little bit more. I don't think y'all understand Bro, the relax, amount of man. rage that I have <laughs> for him. Yeah, like yes, we heard, you. we heard you. You want the chaos? Oh we want, no, no, no. This isn't even about the chaos. This is about endeavor specifically. I I believe that. The level of rage that Horikoshi has allowed me to feel for Endeavor is not satisfied in him even dying right now in this moment. I'm gonna like, need, y'all, I'm gonna need y'all to chill. He, yeah. He's gonna die. That's that's good enough, bro. But well, I feel like if you kill Endeavor, then it's like the he for, he's gonna die as well. And so. he let one of the worst villains ever <laughs> return to full form. I think that's enough. He done. And yeah, no, because like Endeavor is he's out of gas, like. Oh, you can see the despair on his face and Hawk's face. Yes, oh, I was gonna yeah. say Hawk's is done too. It was hey. when I saw Hawk's face. Yeah. And he was like, oh. He said, my hero's gone? Damn. He, he out of gas. His tire's <laughs> <I mean>, flat. 
he had a gas, his tires flat, the windshield wipers ain't working no more. Like, <laughs> what is he supposed to do at this point? Somebody stole cooked. one of his somebody stole one of his wheels. Yeah, bro, he done. Literally. Like, yeah, and, and you know, it's okay. And I'm like, you know, you gave it a good shot. <laughs> you know, you, you know what? Try. You know what Hawks is? Imagine your car broke down on the side of the road, right? And somebody pull over to help you, and then they drive off with the jack and the spear wheel. Exactly. That's, that's Hawks right now. Hawks, Hawks, has, like, Hawks about. has like Hawks, three wings. Hawks is the mean. one who pulled. He's the one who pulled up to help Endeavor, and then his car broke down too. It's now they both stuck. Look, and it's funny because like Hori was like, I think Hawks is going to be a nice source of optimism in the story going forward. And to a certain degree, we did kind of get that. But it feels like we might be past that point of him being like a nice source of light in the story. Because yeah. I, I'm like, where is he? How is he making it through this? Because, and I think we should have all known it was going to get tragic when the second like Jiro got her ear bitten off. Yeah, it was like, well, I, you know, I ain't gonna yeah. lie, I was I was anticipating that death. I mean, I'm still waiting. No, it's fine. You think the whole band dying? So you think it'll be I'm Jiro, thinking, Kaminari, I'm, I'm thinking, Tokoyami, yep, and uh, I'm Momo? thinking it's the whole band. Oh, man, Ray, look at you We're adding to the dead counter. Look at you Dang. adding to the dead counter, I, Ray. Oh, no, 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 no. I have been saying this from the jump. <laughs> I've been saying this for a while. If I'm honest, I've expected Momo to die since joint training. I, exactly. Um, I've been expecting Momo to die since Wait, joint training what? as well. I think because someone just said Jiro. I'm also expecting Jiro to. There's a lot of people that I think because can die. Momo's arc was about getting past her insecurity, being able to value herself, but also recognizing like, like the value her quirk brings, what's necessary. So it's like when you think about it, in JT, she was supposed to sacrifice herself, and she did sacrifice herself in hopes that Tokoyami could finish the job and win. Interestingly enough, if you think about it. The same issue that was highlighted by Tokoyami in joint training is why Dobby is able to do what he's able to do. Shoto didn't go for the kill. And not going for the kill just cost him multiple people. If you remember, Tokoyami not going for the kill and like making sure to completely knock them out is what led to him choking on mushrooms. Let me let me let me let me add more fuel to that fire because I'm I'm glad you went there because I was about to I was about to bring it here anyways. On top of that, the whole reason all for one is even relevant is because all might we're talking about the initial not finishing the job and the whole perspective of like what is a true hero being put into question. That is the whole that is the underlying question here, and I've said this before. I'm going to remind y'all again, just like we're saying right now, I mean, Bakugo can be immortalized as being one of the... Deku ain't absolved of living through this war either. I just want y'all to know. I'm going I'm to just go ahead and say it since some of y'all seem to want to be pretending that everyone's I'm on the table. your second apology video to me now. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not Deku saying that. No, no, no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything's going to happen to him. I'm saying that he's not absolved. I, I think people have been thinking people are free of being on the chopping block. And that's Everybody. not the case. Everyone oh, that, is, is potentially on the chopping block. Plenty of people thought that Bakugo was going to be free just because of the fact that he's won seven popularity polls straight. They thought, like, yeah, that'll keep him safe. Hey, people like Ned Stark too, bro. Hey, I read the first book and was like, damn, I don't need to read any more of this. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, so what I'm saying is, yeah, you could be popular, but y'all ain't writing it. That's the thing, bro. 
And, I, and, and so, I, but that's always been the issue with her question in the fan base. That's like her, the fan thinking that they have autonomy over her, how hardcore she writes. And this is him saying, F all y'all, like, this is mm-hmm. my story. <laughs> and the fan's not really paying attention to how he writes. Because you know how many people yes. have brought up Ari yes. in the past week? Exactly. Stop talking about her. Like, Stop it. I'm like, bro, Horikoshi was like, I gave her the ability to rewind people. And then he put her down the hallway from a dude that needed to be rewound and let that man die. Then the war art came around. And Hori was like, hey, yo, check this out. She ain't got no horn, homie. And people were like, oh, none of the consequences in the war are going to stick. And it's like, bro, she doesn't have a horn. Exactly. But then Muriel came she back what, and was like, she oh, did it's what so she trash. It's trash. Wait, Muriel's back. I, listen, and everybody like, can suck my, listen, my son's back. And exactly. I don't care. I'm, I'm happy about it. Me too. And I, I was like, he, des- I he like, deserved another chance. Stop calling like, him the garbage <laughs> man. That's just disrespectful. Okay. I did not right, appreciate yep. that. After all them janitor memes and stuff, that's what, that's what it really was about. It's like, oh, well, I can't now I can't say all this dumb stuff. Like, because Muriel came back and people were like, oh, trash, trash. But it's like, you, you're calling this trash, not realizing that this bigger trash thing that you've been worried about is now impossible because Muriel is back. Exactly. And, and it, was, it was also a moment to clearly define Aries' powers, which is why I don't understand why people are still saying her name. Like, it's already been explained. The what only has reason to why she's even relevant for the conversation is because of what's happening with Alphamore's Baybody. That's the only reason why she's even relevant. It's because of what her byproduct is, is what's causing this to happen. That's it. Nothing else. And I'm going to be honest. Um, I doubt, like, Kendall or uh, Spicy Lady would have seen this video. But I did a video on Aries, like, a year and a half, two years ago. I was about to say, yeah, that was a while ago. And I'm pretty sure I figured out what her power runs on. I'm pretty sure she runs on regret. Mm. specifically the stockpile is like that desire that need because and i talked about this on stream earlier but when her powers triggered during overhaul arc it was specifically when she started actively regretting and having mournful thoughts towards not going with mirio and how she should have let them save her and how she was feeling bad about the fact that she came back and was basically leaving with overhaul and then she ends up rewinding them and her mm-hmm. horn was at like max size that we've seen it. <clears throat> so it was kind of like it just spilled out because of the feeling. Yeah, I assumed that it was a negative energy or feelings. The question was, my question was always been, and it's still not answered, is that only implicit to her perspective? Or can it be done on I, a more global scale? Which I is think what, it is. What, which is what is like, is it that broken was the question? I mean, it, it, I think it's her perspective. Being broken is just her perspective, exactly. Yeah. Because my stance on this is also is that the thing that was allowing her to still grow her horn and build up energy was that she ultimately still wanted to help Mirio. She felt bad about that still. Mm-hmm. And like, you see, like when she finally went to rewind him, she was shedding tears because she was hoping that she could finally help this person who helped her so much. Mm-hmm. So who now- Who gave everything he loved to help her. Exactly. Yeah. And so now she's at a point where yeah, all this war stuff is going on, but she's not going to be feeling like that's her fault. She's not going to be sitting there blaming herself for that. Exactly. She's so, like, I did my part. I got Muriel out there on the battlefield. Go Muriel. And, <laughs> you know. So it's like, why? Yeah. Would, like her horn shouldn't be this massively stockpile thing. And that was also the whole issue of that whole arc. The whole arc was like abusing her to get her power to work. Like, yeah. who's going to let that happen again? 
Exactly. And that's the Not Mirio. The, yeah, and then the arc after that where like they're like the freaking, you know, my hero, like when they're like the music stuff and just yeah. the, the whole the interview her, was her was making her feel better. Her exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, that makes that makes total sense. And one of the things that is funny is that people liken Ari to the Dragon Balls. Uh, huh? no. people no. like to be like oh aries the dragon ball no. she's gonna she removes all stakes from the story blah 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 blah. no but That's what's funny bad. about that is that one even if you look at mcguffins like the dragon balls and stuff like that the, the shonen tropes get applied to villains just as often or more often than they get applied to the heroes like for example if you've only read the manga and you don't watch the anime, or if you read the manga before you watch the anime, you know that the only people who did a power friendship speech in the manga all the way through overhaul arc was actually just a trash trio. That was the first time somebody was like, <laughs> my friends are my power. They support me. Da 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 da. And then Sunny Eater was like, stomp. Yep. Yep. Fuck your friendship. So which was kind of the plane to the fact that like, depending on whose perspective you're running from, these are downtrodden people who are basically just being stepped on by heroes, which ties directly into what Spice was saying later. You don't care about us. We're trash to you. It was supposed to be that callback. And so when you look at how Aerie's been used since, like not counting, like besides like that one time with Mirio, she's had more impact and benefit towards the villain sides narratively because Ares' power got Mirio back in the game. Yep. Took him out of the game too. Exactly. Took him out of the game. So she's breaking even on the good guy side with that. Those quirk erasing bullets cost Aizawa a leg. Dot dot. Because he got hit with one. Um, And now her power has been taken and replicated by all for one. And he's back at prime, which is wild, bro. (laughs) The dragon balls that everybody is so scared of helping the heroes and removing the Mm -hmm. stakes have only been upping the stakes and making what I love. It's the the black dragon balls. Everybody wanted what happens to all for one to happen to all might, and he's like, No, that's not how this works, bro. (laughs) And I love it, it makes me so happy. I remember during the war, Argus, Machia was pulling up a dude that I used to like uh, do stream stuff with more, but like we fell off. Uh, he proposed the idea of Aerie rewinding All Might. And so that All Might could come to the battlefield and he would be slowly getting rewound, oh, like, and it would like stop. And then he would end up dying from rewind or like falling into the point where he was corkless or a teenager again and then getting killed. Like people have been that's pushing this. That's yes. wild. That's a lot of writing to incorporate that's everything wild. that's happening. Like, that's probably how would that happen people. over? How would that happen? Because they're, they're the like, "All might's right next to so Aries." So, so that that's and I'm like, "No, nah, bro, that's very not outlandish." In, it was like in, she doesn't have a horn. That's not happening. In the grand scheme of things, if her life expectancy is a a, a standpoint for what the ratio of what she can do, 
that happened more time than Eric's gonna last. I just want just people to stop possible. talking about Eric. Like, just stop talking about Eric. She ain't there, bro. No, she the ain't, only she thing that I want, the only thing that <laughs> she, she was in a panel. She was somewhere. She so was much responsibility on the little girl. You know who else was in a panel? Bakugo's mama. And you know, I want to support oh, her. Hey, is she? Gosh. Hey, what if she? Hey, what if she doesn't live through this either? I don't know. You I know? hope so. I'll comfort her in heaven. It's fine. Oh, I hope Mitsuki does. That's that's. I have very. I'm very anti Mama Bakugo. I, I do oh, not I know. like her. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I love her. It's fine. Not for the same reasons, though. <laughs> I know. Hey, I in the in the few moments that Miracle has shared on screen with Bakugo, Miracle has been a better parent to Bakugo than you know. I'm I'm, I'm gonna just shut up. I'm gonna need you to relax. Yeah, no, mm, relax. He's, whoa, he's whoa, not wrong though. Whoa, whoa relax. Uh, but <laughs> oh, it's just like. Especially the one thing that I will say about Ari that proved that she is broken and OP now is that the fact that her quirk is self-targeting means that she is technically immortal. As long as she can think, as long as her brain works, she can rewind herself. So like as she gets older and you know gets better with her quirk, gets better at utilizing it, she'll technically always be able to live because she can always just lower her age. But that's not what, but like, that's the most broken thing about our quirk. And what impact does it have on the story currently? None. She's seven. Just, like, let, leave her alone, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> leave her alone. She, like, I, I don't, I would like people to like pay attention to the, all the children that are currently in the story minus one, all their quirks are broken as hell. Yeah. Okay? Quirk singularity. <laughs> And, and that's what's funny because, like, I kind of hope those dissidents get jumped by those five year olds. Right? For real, though. I swear to God. <laughs> I want them kids to beat their ass. <laughs> uh, because they can. I don't, them kids ain't got no reason to be that strong. But, you know, here we are. Well, them kids was like, we got five weenies. And I'm like, oh, y'all, y'all. I was like, you're like three, you like three weenies now. Yeah, the traders think they locked in the car with them, but no, you locked in the car with them kids. You don't mm-hmm. want that smoke. Yeah, I feel I feel for them though. I'm like, ooh, they're like, yeah, Bakugo and Five Weenies got us, and I'm like, ooh, don't look in and then looking those uh secret, secret servers like their faces were like deadpan. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> they probably just heard the news. They probably just heard the news. They were the movement, right? Part of skeptics, like they were like the yeah, those, those people. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, those are the dissidents, the the people who were trying to make it unwelcome into Midoriya at UA, and so. Oh wait, hold on. I think my fiance's having a bit of. Yeah. Oh, but uh, no, I'm not gonna lie. This this is going exactly how I hoped it would. And I really, really, really want to see how far he's going to take this. I'm going to be, I'm going to be real with you. I'm, I'm really curious to see how far Oracle takes this. Are uh, we going to take it to a point where we're talking like depths of Spider-Man like misery type stuff? Because Spider-Man has lost a lot. Yeah. And still managed to keep fighting. So I'm like, how far is he going to take it? Like, what's it, how far is he going to like, you know, kind of beat down Deku's morale. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I I I would like to see the 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 Bruce Wayne route because I can tell her because really wanted that. But I think what you're saying, I think I I would love to see the Spider-Man route because like Spider-Man is very more like hopeful in a sense of loss, like kind of like how Barry is with you know dealing mm-hmm. loss. So I 
would love to see that. But I think for a brief moment, we're gonna get um Bruce Wayne, like Batman, like I'm I'm gonna kill you type like type thing, like battling with that because of yeah, which is what I we've been that. talking about this whole time, like going for the kill, going for the kill. So I I seeing that his friend, his rival, his home friend is dead, you know, like I think that's gonna be a, a major possibility of really like, why I go for the kill. And it's, will that be my future philosophy for the hero I want to be? Or will I continue being myself, being with, and keeping that ray of light that I that made me want to be a hero? That is the character, like, internal monologue slash development I want to see play out. Yes. So bad. Yes. So bad. I agree. I, I definitely need to see that. And I need to see it. it don't off-screen it. Don't don't pretend it's happening on the side. I Like, I need to see it, like, written out in detail. I need to see him process it in real time oh of course and and the fact that he has all the successors kind of in his head with him and and you know i feel like that also i I feel like that makes it more complicated yeah no yeah yeah but i think nana's gonna be the one to kind of really guide him in that (laughs) because i think she i think she got it i think after she died she really got it and i think that's why she's been testing that through in a sense of like well what do you think you know which kind of going back chapters back and I think she's going to kind of like go with him in that sense where it's like, you know, everybody else I mean, can make noise. This is it. also, also that's like the vestiges are also kind of a cheat code for character development. Like for yeah. real though, if you really think about it because he has what, seven other people who can give him and teach him lessons like in his head that, you know, we don't have to see outside of him. <laughs> like, so I feel like he, it, in a way that can speed up his character development uh, hopefully not too much, but I feel like Horikoshi actually—he absolutely has a cheat code there for character development. So, like, while you're saying it could be off-screen, Kendall, I mean, it could be in his head for sure. With them, like, kind of like, hey, bro, you need to chill. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> meant, I meant like not completely off-screen. Like, I'm fine if it's a, an internal monologue or whatever, but it just—it needs to be panelized. It needs to be. It needs to be. We need to process that with Deku, if that makes sense. And it will because remember. And that not only dream when, when Deku was kind of like in that moment where he couldn't speak, but like the successors were there and then like one for all and like his brother was there. We kind of saw that little like flashback, whatever. That's what I got when we saw the manifestation of all for one in, in real form. I was like, oh, we're going to have that moment, but in real time, like, you know, eventually. So I think that process is going to happen with you know, that where it's going like where we're now we're back to where we were in that moment where we saw Shiggy as a kid, we saw him struggling, Deku saying, I want to save this kid. So I really think that moment's going to be happen, but it's going to be very intense because now his friend's dead. So it's going to be very like tough for Deku to kind of like process all that, but it's going to be great to see because I know the outcome's going to be like very inspirational, like tears damn near. So I'm really excited. So yeah, boy. Uh, I want to ask, because like people are saying this is, with all for one reverting back into his body where he has his eyes and his mouth back and they're calling him prime all for one. I don't think this is actually his prime. What that you mean? mean? That's, that that's is not his final form. That's not his prime. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was wouldn't, wouldn't, fine, that go, wouldn't that be going backwards in a sort of way where he didn't have as many quirks in this sort of speak? We don't know if it's one in the quirks or just not the or just his body. That's the thing. Body fine though. Oh shit. What? Yeah, that's daddy all for one. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> see, I, I told y'all earlier oh, that it's a nice half for one. I didn't like, like that. I didn't like that. that bad boy. They like I that. Bad I didn't boy, like that. Y'all. I was like, I don't like that. I think he's attractive because we've seen him before, but this is like, I told you, form, that's, like, oh. that's daddy AFO to you now. No, nah, oh, somebody man. was like, 
somebody one of the people on my streams is like, I want to just see Miracle's butt one last time. And then somebody was like, what? I'm trying hey, to see AFO no. cheeks. <laughs> hey, I'm here yeah. for man butt. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, so I want your booty, Mister. I, I know what this is. No, that's what they booty. call you. I know what they call you, Chris Handsome, but, but I like to call you Chris Handsome. Somebody said, look, my boy East was actually doing a fleece. He was like, I like what? I like man what? Like, oh, no. Somebody was like, I don't know, man. If he walked up to me and was like, let me get your cork, I might have had to say yes back in the day. I don't know. They're like, oh, okay. That bad, Not right? he gotta get Kamui Woods. Y- y- y'all are done. Next topic. <laughs> he gotta I'm get Kamui Woods. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. All I know is is that somebody was like, "Look, we got an audit." Somebody was like, "No, nah, don't don't be against the AFO cheeks. Y'all be trying to get y'all fan service off. Let the ladies and the other fellas get theirs mm-hmm. too." Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody deserve a little service, bro. Everybody. Oh, exactly. like, am I supposed to be scared or turned on? <laughs> is this, is this- <laughs> Like, I was very confused in that last one. I was like, this is, I am both afraid and aroused. <laughs> right this on. is a threat, but not in the way that you wanted it to be a threat. It's like, it's one giving... of my friends already posted the Squidward. Oh no, he's <laughs> oh, he's <hot. laughs> but I love us at the same oh, time. <laughs> oh man, but like, do you remember it? Uh, Uchiko was like, he had a Buddha like face. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So they've always said that he's like a very Eisen moment, you know. Took up the glasses, nice, fine as hell. It's like you had glasses on, like (laughs) a a slick, slick back one drop. Just exactly a second ago, you were ugly. What happened? (laughs) That glow up was amazing. How did did we get here? How how did we get here? Like like we we haven't seen him in flashbacks already. Like I'm like, why? What Harkoshi? Why did you? He saved it for this moment. And he was like, look literally, at literally, literally. Yes. Tall, slabbed man. We have like, seen the body. Now here's the face. I was like, oh shit. And I already thought, and I already thought Shiggy was cute in a very weird way. Sinister Not way. The I, you know, boy, no. I don't know. I just I, you know, certain parts I was like, why do I like kind of boon? I was like, and I was thinking to myself, why do I think that he is so cute? My That's mom said that, like, back in the day when I was younger, my mom used a specific term to destru- describe Travi McCoy from Gym Class Heroes. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've always kept that term in my head because it, I think it applies to what you're describing with Shiggy, too. And she called it dirty hot. Okay, Ew. yeah. Because actually, I thought he was attractive, too. That, that's so funny. That's so funny. Spicy wow. got a type, like y'all. He, he looks wow. like he smells like socks. I gotta, I gotta, like I, like I gotta look at, I gotta, I kind of gotta. Need, learn that new thing about myself now where I'm like wow that makes sense let me like oh, let me process that you know what that is that's growth I don't know if it's the growth <laughs> <you wanted. laughs> my, friend, wanted, my but... friends have always said they're like they're like spicy is the guys this character you development no because <laughs> I've always had friends say like the guys you choose be very ugly but we love you we love you so we don't you know we've been having we having some real weird quirk awakenings right now and i think it's about time i think it's about time we get some final thoughts you know japan has a whole whole section of um entertainment for that type of uh personality that's funny i am scared to be part of that i I saw the gojo figures so i can only imagine the all for one figures Oh, Man, look, there's gonna, you realize there's going to be an awful one figure that is 
like the bottom, like from like the belly down will be like a little singe, but you'll have him like transforming with like glowing hey. energy. I saw like the Gojo. Here. I saw the Gojo. I, I I can only imagine how terrible the awful one is gonna be. What do you mean by terrible? What's crazy is is that give it two chapters. Let us get a shot of awful one in the next chapter that's just like the waist up, and you see he got like a six back, and you know he got like you know juicy pecs. Guarantee you, we're gonna see some threads within it's, the following week about how awful one isn't that bad. Spicy, oh, yeah. spicy, <laughs> spicy. It's, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the hanging I, off like the hanging off. If I see with those the, the loose threads, tie. I'm feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. And that deep V going down. Maybe, the he's, maybe <laughs> he's not that bad. Hey, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Maybe, maybe you'll get some I can fix him. Oh my god. Maybe he was right, y'all. Maybe he was right. Maybe he did have a point. Oh no. We nope. We're done here. It's coming. Nope, I'm telling you. You might as well we're prepare done. yourself now. Very, Ray, it's coming. Very Dio. Very Dio. You're right. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, like I said, it's it's gonna be terrifying. Terrifying how detailed and how much the, the society, our actual real world society is going to fold in, in the It's already world. folded, bro. <laughs> Bro, He's origami swan. <laughs> they folding in real time. It's over. Oh my god. Oh boy. But right. no, this chapter was exactly what I was hoping for. We got the confirmation that he is dead, dead. Yeah. And um, now things are just getting worse. So yeah. That pendulum <laughs> is swinging, uh, man. And all I can really say is that what we get next, whether we stay with Gunga Villa, whether we finally because. I am terrified of what's going to happen with Toga uh-huh. to the extent where I could see that, like, we don't go back to the Toga and Twice or Toga and Uraraka until about like 10 chapters from now. Whew. Specifically, so that it's like a volume in of Toga doing Sad Man's Parade. Oh, no. And that's the one thing I've been wanting to not see this entire time, but also want to see at the same time. <laughs> Because, my, and my stance on this is that we're going to see a more refined version of it too. Because it's easy to like kind of like skip past it. But if you remember when he was fighting Hawks, he was like, these are my friends. And he had like multiple clones of himself popping out. And while uh-huh. those clones were popping out, they were popping out members of the league. Uh huh. So if they really want to do it, and Toga is a lot more heartless than Twice was or a lot more ruthless, I should say, she's going to be popping out duplicates of some of these folks. I'm just we might saying. see a couple Dobbies. We might we see a, a limited Shigaraki that's not quite this one, because, you know, the, the, the duplicates are kind of based off memory. So we could just get... Just a Makia and call it good. Like, well, Makia has inconsistent measurements, so I think that'll make it harder to duplicate. Toga, Toga, Toga about to activate the rumbling. No, yeah, no. because I know, I know she has copies with where the um civilians are and as El Chaco, you know, Chaco, I think it's gonna like really play with Chaco. She's like, look, kind of like Joker, like look, mm-hmm. people over here gonna die. What you gonna do? Like what's what's important to you kind of thing. Hey, you know, really, could you really imagine her making her. a clone of Suyu to kill in front of Ochako to see what it does to her? Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. Oh my oh, lord. My yeah. Also, Manuel ain't got to keep Mona Mater- uh eyes, you know, wet Something anymore. I think he's going to be able to do that on his own. Hoo-wee. 
this is yeah. uh so it's, it's gonna get like I said, it's only gonna get worse before it gets better. If it gets better. Need it to just stay worse and we get a part two. Oof. Exactly. Oof. If it We're gets better. Grown. You know, that's fine. Good job, Ori. I'm proud of you. Hey, you did it. Hey, they became the number one heroes. Because there ain't the none war. left. And <laughs> lost the war. This whole story was in the narration of Deku. And... You thought you thought that this was a positive story. <laughs> Oh, just you telling y'all what happened. And he closed the book. All right, time, time to get back to digging. Time this whole time. Back to time, time to get back to digging. <laughs> time to get back to rebuilding <laughs> this shithole we currently live in. And then Bakugo Pine up for Bakugo's tombstone. <laughs> Man. Pineapple be ruthless with it, though, because he be changing his name to stuff. So you got to make sure you got him muted before you even, like, before spoilers roll around, because he'll... His name will be a spoiler. He'll be like, "Oh, he do, he do." Yeah, yeah. Sadman's parade is finally unleashed by Toga Apple. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, that's horrible. That was just horrible." <laughs> like, it's okay. I've been I've been holding back on using the Bakugan hashtag for weeks. Been, well, now, so the one thing that I hate. So this is a small thing, but somebody posted a video and they were like. Oh, my hero happened, and it turns out Nux Taku was right, and I hate that they said that specifically That's because hilarious. it was a reference to you know the Bakugo's dead hashtag going viral, uh, and that was like two three years ago. But the thing is, is that Nux did not start that. It was a bunch of random, uh, like basically, there was like a, a small pocket of us on MHA Twitter that kind of propagated, started like pushing the joke. And we did it specifically as a gag and immediately just a bunch of other people hopped on board with it. And after it, had been viral, and after it had been viral for like a day or two, Nux decided to make a video on it just because he wanted to make a video about the meme and suddenly got the credit for it. Uh, and I'm like... That's how misdirection. I'm like, he wasn't right. He was just copying a bunch of other people. He was just there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Y'all neglected really wants to talk about One Piece. He's dying, literally dying to talk about One Piece. Uh, oh, so. look, I, we could talk One Piece. I got. I, I was gonna host a space tomorrow. I'm hosting a space tomorrow anyway to talk about One Piece because I know we're not gonna get enough One Piece out because I'm gonna have to talk about all of Wano. Because, hey, feel free to tag me in for any of those. <laughs> um, but y'all have tired. fun. I, I need. I, to, I need to go eat before this baby wakes up. Oh, so, um, by all means, y'all, uh, I appreciate y'all letting me jump in here and, and talk shit with y'all about my hero chat. You too, I appreciate y'all for being cool this entire time. Um, but we'll see what happens next week. Y'all take it easy. Thank you, Ray. Hey. I'm a piece oh, out too. I'm a piece out too because I am nowhere near caught up on any of any other ones after yeah. this. So I'll catch y'all later. Thank you, Spicy. We left one piece in you. Me. Yep. Yep. One piece, undone enough. See, and uh, yeah, that's that's what happened though, because that was <laughs> back when uh I first got in. That was around a little while after I first got into MHA Twitter, and um, I specifically started getting traction there because of the fact that I had posted a meme with the Michael Jordan "fuck them kids," because I was like, oh, we all thought we were because like going into NBA, everybody thought I was like, oh. We got back-to-back chapters centered on uh, 
Bakugo and Shoto, it seems like. So we're going to be doing an arc about them. And then it was like, nope, this is NBA, boy. <laughs> it was like, oh, well, all right then. So yeah, uh, that was a very interesting time because that was when Twitter swung and people weren't being super negative about MHA all the time for a good while during NBA and a little while after. So yeah, I, I really feel like I really feel like it's it's interesting to see how that happens because I think around that time I was just starting to get on. And I think a lot of people just genuinely had those similar sentiments of like even the whole thing. But again, that was that was like early back for me as well, where I was like, I started saying Bakugo and Todoroki exist. Mm-hmm. That the thing was like, yeah, kind of you're pointing to the fact that one of these two characters may or may not make it to the end of this series. And that's where I started with that whole propaganda personally. But um, yeah, everyone's headed out. We we could go ahead and steer this ship home on that. But it, it was a this was this was a really good like this is a 10 out of 10 chapter for me. Yeah, uh, I, I will I will say that. I, I think this is a 10 out of 10 chapter. I, I would give it an 11 or 12 out of 10, honestly. I really got a lot more than I was expecting and needed, but I felt like I really deserved it and a lot of things were paid off for in it. And, and I'll say it especially is crazy to think about how much we got out of this chapter for 13 pages. Yeah, I think I was saying it like right when you was coming on too, that like people forget and Ray was also making that point of like, this this is going to hit so different when you go back and read this full arc and you read it through because we're we're having to deal with reading parts and parts and parts but when you mm-hmm. flow it all together cohesively it's definitely going to hit different i want to bring back uh like you said anaki where like japan reads it volume by volume or something like a good chunk of japan does i won't say everybody does but there's a good chunk of people there that actually do that I'm wondering about Hori's safety now because of their favorite favorite number one getting killed off and dying, and now it's like... I, there's a reason I asked that. Um, I actually did a Twitter poll where I was like, how would y'all feel about that? Because um, personally, I feel like there's already in a stat like this. Like, I don't know how far you guys made it into Bleach, but Byaki Yokuchiki was going to get killed off. And then Kubo got so many death threats, he just straight up left Twitter. And Byakuya ended up living. So I kind of feel like that's something that we have to keep in the back of our minds that like, if these people want to get that wild, it's not like, for me, I'm like, it's not worth it for him to try to keep a character, like bring, like keep a character dead if it means he's got to worry about some weirdo fan trying to stab him or something at a 7-Eleven. I, I think I think he should be fine, but that is definitely something to be concerned about because <clears throat> I think even thinking back to like Ace's death and how like the internet was just starting to become a thing back then, like mm-hmm. the fact that people feel so involved and attached to the story. But I feel like the good thing is uh, Koshi has always established this kind of precedence of like your your perspective isn't the perspective that I'm writing. So I think that it should be fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm glad for Horikoshi. Like he's writing, he he's writing how he wants to write and not having other outside influence. I still, I still say he's gonna, he's his life might really would be in danger regardless because there's just way too many obsessive and crazy fans out there. If you're willing to like literally write a death threat to him or somehow, like no, okay, 
we need to put you in this witness protection or different location or something mm-hmm. to keep writing this. This is like, and we've seen it. We've even seen this in anime. And like voice actors is getting like so much hate for it and stuff like that. Um, uh, if I remember, like the Shoe Heroes, uh, uh, Mai, like she was like, of course, like the character in the South and the Shield Hero, she was like a whole bitch. She was like a whole lying stuff. But then she got death threats from that, and it was scary. Like, dude, she's just doing her job. Just like Horikoshi's writing the story for my hero and doing writing how he writing it, he's just doing his job. But people like will go above and beyond trying to find Horikoshi and do what's like, how dare you do this to my favorite characters? And like, you know, dude committed suicide after Itachi died. So I'm always just a little worried about like the impact some of these fanatics might have on their authors you know it's just like uh i mean like it it wouldn't also be horikoshi's last opinion too the editor would need to go to approve it the uh, board would approve it 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 doesn't matter the thing the thing that we always forget is that the 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 root word of fan like like you just said anarchy is fanatic and a fanatic is an extreme person someone who is willing to go to an extreme extent for the sake of whatever they're they're championing or championing against in that moment. So much the same way that people could be in a riot that, that Bakugo died, people could be in a riot that Bakugo has been alive this long. It's like, it, you just, you don't know. You can't really control the fanatic. The fanatic isn't thinking about the intricate details of what goes into the process. It's just a one for one thing. Who can mm-hmm. I blame? Who's responsible? I want a target to celebrate or I want a target to be upset at. Um, and that's just the easy target is always the name that's attached to the story. But like I said, ultimately, I, I think it should be fine. I don't think people are going to be as down bad. And I think it was written in such a way that there is still a reasonable thing. It's like, it's that still sliver of hope kind of thing that the way some of the, the wordage and the, the sequence of things are happening. So hopefully, um, again, hopefully no one's going too crazy about it. Uh, I think the Bakugo fans grew over time. So I, I think even with that, it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, I hope. That's that's my hope and pray, honestly. All right. So, do we want to transition over to this uh, One Piece chapter? Yeah, I'm good for it. Because I I don't hate this chapter. I think a lot of people have like a strongly negative response to it, but at the end of the day, it's kind of just playing into what Wano has been to a certain degree. It's like this, it's because we're going back to the stage play theme, I think that is most jarring for a lot of people because we're blending the stage play that's actually happening with the actual chapters. But it, Wano has been a classic Kabuki, the entire art. So. Yeah, I, I don't. Mm. But. <laughs> Go ahead. so it's like I, I get why some people are like a little frustrated but I also think that we do need to be honest and admit that like I don't know how long you've been involved in like One Piece fandom or how much like One Piece editor comments you've seen but Wano was set up to fail specifically by its marketing and I say this sincerely because one of the things that you would have happening is like we would be like a year in a whole cake and then it'd be like, oh, Wano's going to start next year. 
Wano's going to be like the greatest arc of One Piece that you've ever encountered. Wano's going to be this. Wano's going to be that. Wano's going to be... The editors were hyping up Wano so much that you would think that Wano was going to come into your house, do your chores, give you a good meal, give you some sloppy toppy, and head out the door. Like, that's how crazy Wano was sounding like when these editors were hyping it up over the course of years. And then it being delayed made people more rabid for it. And then we get stuff like, you know, all this stuff that's happened. And then to find out that Oda mentions in an interview that he was considering bringing, bringing Kaido back along with Green Bull and opted to just do the Green Bull thing partially because of Film Red, it's, it's leaving a real sour taste in people's mouth because of like a lot of what the editors have done. And that's like, I, I don't know what to say to that, you know, like, so, I can't blame you for being mad that you got hyped up. I, I have always been a proponent of, I believe what Oda says. Mm-hmm. I, if Oda has said it, even if he goes back on it later on for what is worth, whatever Oda explicitly says, that's what I am willing to put my belief in. Which is why for me, this journey for Wano, especially the last part of this, this journey has been exactly what I wanted and what I expected because I've just believed at face value the things that Oda said because he follows through on the things that he himself has said. So that's where I think a lot of people, and, and I, I, I mean this wholeheartedly, this is where I have an issue with the One Piece fandom at times. I hate having conversations with people about One Piece. I genuinely do. I would rather have a One Piece conversation with people who don't watch One Piece sometimes because some of the air quotes fans have so many other perspectives that are rooted in so many other side things, so many other this. People are, it's always way more than Dragon Ball Z. People are always quick to try and find a power feat in One Piece. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about a power feat. There are story contexts and premises. There are timelines here. There are relative things to certain to certain stamps that are happening that are way more prevalent to what this story is trying to portray to you is way more important than what the editors are trying to portray to you. And I, I remember telling my bro a while back, like, Wano really wasn't hitting the way that it was sold to me. And, and he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I never said it wasn't good. I'm just saying this, this selling to me that Wano gave me, and I feel like now that we're at the end, I can kind of circle back to this and say, yes, I was satisfied. The final part of this was good. I, I'm not going to, I will, I will remember it, but guess what? I'm not going to sit and say the entire Wano arc is one of my favorite One Piece arc. That's what I'm not about to ever tell anybody. I'm going to be blunt. I still think Act 2 was terrible. Did you hear what I said? I'm not about to tell anybody yeah. that this was a good arc because, because in my personal opinion, the thing that's memorable to me is the la- specifically the latter half of arc three of part three of this arc and the initial parts of part one are great there's the piece piece with zono the with zoro transitioning into arc two good i enjoyed it but then guess what it set up a series of premises that i didn't actually get a payback for in wano which is fine these things happen in one piece however for this to have dragged on as long as it did and this is all I ultimately got from it. Like what? 
because like for me, Akron was great. We got like the Luffy Zoro shenanigans when they were, you know, running the countryside and wastelands, dope stuff. Law versus Hawkins and like seeing Law like kind of get the better of Hawkins multiple times, mm-hmm. even after getting, you know, hit with the sea stone and then having to kind of play around that to escape still or whatever. Seeing Luffy lose to Kaido at the beginning of Act One or, you know, at the end of Act One and all the great. That stuff was awesome. It was like, this is a nice controlled story. Mm-hmm. We, didn't have, two, we didn't have Zoro for an entire arc. You get to see the brotherly shenanigans. Like, there was really a lot of wholesomeness of Act 1. But just the was. second, it was a great blend of wholesome and action and, you know, mm-hmm. getting to explore, learn stuff. And, and new characters. Like, it literally, it, like, Act 1, chef kiss. Act 2, though, the second Olin came into the story was like, well, we, we can just skip to the prison. We know he's, she's going to break Luffy out. Okay, come on. Like, I really, truly wish that Act 2 had shifted focus more to talking about Eustace Kid and, like, how Kid escaped from prison and stuff like that instead of being more centered on Luffy in the jail training because, like, we already knew that was going to happen. We, we, we were like, okay, Luffy's got it. Like, we have our first actual straight-up training arc in one season. All right, cool. But, like, we can do a lot more with other characters and get a lot more out of it. And, and you, you, you guys realize that we were still getting characters in Act Three. Yeah, like we were still getting characters in Act Three. Everyone, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad for the the callbacks. I'm glad for the power ups. I'm glad for the new moves. I'm glad for you know Jinbei joining the crew. I'm glad for all of that. Like I'm not gonna take away from the things that I got paid off for, yeah. but I could have gotten all of that payoff without Act Two. Like there's just I, I, the act, two, act, act, two, act two served a single purpose for me, that was the sword, and that was the power up for Luffy. The, that's all it was. But it was the whole act. I had the whole act to get just those two things that ultimately weren't even a major part of the act. It was yeah. just a set up piece for what was going to happen in Act Three. And so, which they could have, we could have spent more time with the scabbards. We could have spent more time, like I said, with Kid, because. I like what we got with Kid in Act 3. I like what we got with Law in Act 3. Um, even the finale of Luffy versus Kaido, I don't hate the way like a lot of people do. Uh, I know some people kind of hold it against Oda because they're like, well, he said, you know, people won't be satisfied if Luffy can just win with a big punch. And I'm like, what he was talking about was more like if he just had him win with like a gum gum gatling or something like that. But him learning, you know, two form, like advancing two stages of hockey um awakening his devil fruit and like combining all of those that's not just a simple punch anymore that's oh like luffy really leveling up in basically every category of his fighting style so that i was fine with um and i i even i even i even said i even had this this conversation with one of my friends that to the point we don't to the point before we see the fruits of Luffy's leveling up, like Zoro's actually the strongest crewmate for a, a, a small, very tiny portion. But Zoro was like the strongest crewmate for a second. And like, it, it, it didn't make any sense, which I mean, it didn't make sense because we know Luffy has to be stronger. So there was kind of like a setup for that. But like, again, it's, it's a series of things. Again, it's not, I don't think any of the time that we spent was wasted. However, there, it just feels like this dragged beyond, and it's the longest arc that's ever been. That's it's the longest One Piece arc ever. 
there has never been a, a longer One Piece arc by margins, guys. Like, it, there's it, there's nowhere close. The second next arc is nowhere close as long as this arc was. And it makes it no be. sense. I mean, it and makes then sense even, even to deal with the things that happened, and knowing we know Wano, that Wano is arc. Can you um, even that real quick? Yeah, I, I saw it. There's some, there's some storms in the background. Let me know when you hear me clearly. Yeah, <clears> you're good right now. Yeah. Yeah, so so Wano had to be longer based off of the premise of everything because Wano is pivotal to the, the entire lore. And, and we're still going to come back to Wano at some point. It was just, in, it was it, like everything about Wano is, is so significant to the story. And we know that. We needed that. And even with Yamato, I, I told y'all, I, I, said, I said before, I can see Yamato joining the crew, but I don't see Yamato joining the crew. And I'm glad that they, they, pan, they panned that that way because it didn't make sense. I even said that even just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, Yamato needs to stay in the kingdom. Like she has to stay in the kingdom. There's still developmental things that need to happen in Wano. She might jump on the crew like at, at some point later. And then guess what? Even to satisfy all that, I think people still weren't satisfied with it, but Luffy basically undermining, I think people are still undermining the fact that Luffy declared Wano his. No, and that's one of the things that I did want to say about this chapter that I like is that ultimately... Fishman Island is Luffy's, which is important. Wano is Luffy's. We know that Bark took an island from Shanks for Luffy, but we know that Shanks is going to go for that run back. So the thing about this is that at the very least, unlike that Bartow Island, we can say that Luffy earned this one. <laughs> and by Law and Kid taking out Big Mom, even though she was kind of there for Luffy, but like one of the things that I saw somebody talk about online and I agree with is that part of Oda portraying Luffy as a good guy means he's never going to have Luffy pummel the shit out of a woman. Like, yes, he let her like Luffy punch Vivi one time. Yeah, out of, you... out of context, that seems stupid. And it does. It's like out there. But like I even explained to a friend because I have a friend that like just started catching back up on One Piece again. And she was about to stop. And I was like, wait, wait, wait don't take the clip out of context there's actually like there's actually super significance to that moment and the reason why luffy even punched vivi like it it was something that like it like if once you're reading it and watching it you understand why that moment played out the way that moment played out yeah could oda have written it differently yeah but guess what this is younger luffy and there's certain perspectives about where he was at that point and what he he strongly believes even to this day that he had to communicate that for her, given who the type of person that Vivi was. Like and this also has to do with Vivi's character. There's something I want to touch on too, is that somebody was like, oh, Nagashima shouldn't have been as long. One of the things that I'm going to say is that Oda kind of messed up the sectioning of this story in the sense that because this is a kabuki thing, because it's supposed to be like five acts, even if traditionally the fifth act is act is the shortest one or like it's mostly an epilogue what oda could have and i would say should have done is made the moment before the odin flashback the end of act three made the odin flashback because that was like eight chapters act four and then had only the raid on onigashima been act five it doesn't change the chapter count of the story but it does change the feel and perspective of how the narrative is structured and being told because onigashima more or less feels like a completely different arc. It feels like a, like almost a separate arc because of how much prep 
and it, it could have it could have even been more than the eight chapters because I I would say that you could have restructured the order of the chapters a little bit. Some of the flashbacks could have been meshed into that fourth part, um, even as well. So like you you really could have dynamically interpreted the pacing of what is happening in Wano, and I think that would have been actually a lot more refreshing for people. I don't think we were there too long. I think we just again and maybe in hindsight, like a lot of things with One Piece when we come back to Wano later on for the finale of things or when we're getting ready for the finale of things, it'll make more sense why we had to draw certain things there. But I think it's just in the moment, the, the, the specific choice to, like you said, to, to narrate the story in that way, the theme and the impression that we got even from, from the narrator's perspective almost is, is very clunky and, and, and indirect and it's most, it's most disjointed in, in two. Which and, is weird because that's the bridge. That's the bridge part, which and, does it doesn't make sense for the bridge to be disjointed like that. And that's the other thing that makes the act two so strange is that if he had done the three, four, five, like I mentioned, I think it would have ended up feeling a lot better, like as far as like how this is all structured, but making it all seem like one act is one of the things that we all used to talk about, or that you would see people asking, and part of why there were theories about oh maybe the raid is going to fail is because they're like Kabuki plays are usually five acts long. And so it was like, okay, when's the end of act three going to be? And then when are we transitioning into act four and five? And then we just didn't get that, which made it weird. Um, and like, yes, Oda does need to stop focusing on meaningless stuff. But one of the issues that I have with Oda too is that he puts stuff in SBSs that should be in the manga. Like we kept seeing stuff with Raizo and Fuku, uh, Fukujiro and I, we didn't know that Rizo and Fuko, that like Fuko's sister was in love with Rizo and that he had accidentally knocked her down and he was scared and thought he hurt her and then she was sick and then she died calling for him and that's why they have that grudge. We didn't get that until what? We, we got that in an SBS. Like we, we got none of that in the story. And like with Ashura Doge, like and that's the issue too, is that like there was no tragedy in Act Three, which made it a little weird too. Uh, it, so there was there was tragedy. It's it's the way it was executed again. And it just it didn't it didn't make sense. And it's because of we're reading a shonen, a battle shonen, and he had to fit all the power-ups and all the level-ups into the into that act as well. And, and I think that's why it feels that way. When you have somebody like Ashura Doji dying to an explosion but you don't really confirm it. And then you have the stuff with Izo where he could have been dead. He could have not been dead because, you know, people have survived a Shigun before. And he's at the end of the day, he's one of the white bear remnants, one of the commanders. Him living through that wouldn't have been far-fetched. So it's like, and then you had like Kiku who got an arm chopped off, got stabbed and all kinds of stuff, but Kiku lives. And so... And then you have the stuff with like Kinemon where, yes, Oda, I understand that you like to be funny, but sometimes in your quest to be funny, you are not funny. Like, yeah, it's just weird and jarring. Like that, the Kinemon running around farting thing because Law didn't put him back together and the Straw Hats did. Um, I mean, it works. You, you made those rules in the story, so okay. Um, it would have been nice to have like a precedent before this of something being constantly reassembled because Law didn't do it. But you know, you could argue that when they were putting his face back together, that was kind of him putting that gag in place. 
it's just maybe don't have Kaido give that speech then. Maybe yeah. just have Kaido like dismiss him and stab him and go about his day. But even even what you just said about things that could have been included in the actual chapter, again, these are decisions for, and don't get me wrong, again, I told you, I trust in, I trust in Oda, but like these are still decisions. And this is this is positive critique. These are decisions where 10 panels less of farting could have gone into more implicit stories. I still think we didn't get enough of Momo's sister. Sorry, I can't remember her name right now, but I, I yeah. still I feel like we didn't get enough of her. We didn't get enough of her story. If he was going to spend time doing flashbacks, if he was going to spend time on the Gishi, why didn't we get more of her? She is still pivotal to everything that happens in this entire arc. Why we don't we even know how her? she got to Onigashima. We don't. Because, like, don't. she basically dips in the middle of Act 2, like, but I don't want to be a distraction, so I won't be there by Momo. And then it's like, wait, what? Where where is she? Like like she and then she just shows up and it's like did she fly there? Was she at Onigashima the whole time? How did Hiyori end up here? Mm-hmm. And I remember and- I remember in a space people also were critiquing the fact that we didn't get to see a moment of uh, Momo and um, what is her name? We didn't get to see them have a moment shared of being reunited. And I, and I mean, we did eventually, but like, I, that's one of those things where I keep telling people, I was like, you guys have to understand that there's only so much that can go into a certain number of panels and pages, right? And again, like we're, we kind of always say like, remember we're reading week to week, what is a volume? <laughs> like you have to remind yourself, yeah. you're reading week to week, what is a volume? Like this reads differently when you read the whole thing in a certain sequence. It feels different when you have to stop and wait for the next set of pages. And Alves, you bring up what is kind of a good point that she could have been with Dendro but that contradicts her saying, I don't want to be on the battlefield distracting people or in the area. So it's like, well, then why did she say that if she was going to just go hang out with Dendro and eventually ride with him to the battlefield anyway? And we, yeah, we spent, the smile users were a nice touch from the standpoint of it was like, because you remember that it was like, oh, Kaido has this legendary crew of like hundreds of zone users. And then it's like, well kind of their zone users but like and see that's something that i would have liked hiori like hiori playing strategic or getting some emphasis on that would have been a good way to characterize her because she's supposed to have been somebody who's like smarter and is like more experienced than momo and because of this hard time period so like that idea of her maybe saying it because she was worried about the traitor awesome i just wish that we, had gotten... we didn't get the payback. We didn't get the payback. And I, that was that's where my thought was when I was reading it too. But now, again, in hindsight, when did they ever clarify that? We still, it, it doesn't explain that we don't know how she got there. Yeah. Like, even if that's the reason, we still we still don't definitively know how she got to the battlefield. Like, so it's, it's, still, it's still up in the air. But uh, I think um, focusing, we, we definitely, obviously, like you said, I hope you do do the space. Like I said, let me know when you do the space or however you have that conversation. Yeah. But focusing more back on like stuff from this chapter, however, this was a good chapter. So to your initial point, and this is this is why I said before, like I don't agree with a lot of One Piece fans, but I do love having conversations with like you and a couple other people because mm-hmm. I feel like we're looking for the story as a whole and people are looking for moments as a whole. And it, it that to me disjoints One Piece when you're not able to understand that you have to keep the entirety of one piece. It's like trying to pick up like book six of Harry Potter series. And then being like, well, why did all of this stuff happen? I was like, well, you're not mm-hmm. taking the whole series 
into perspective here. So yes, this doesn't make any sense. And that's that's very much so how One Piece is. Like you have to have the other arcs in mind when you're reading certain stuff with One Piece to understand the impact. You have to have the characters' developments over time in mind when you're looking at reading certain stuff. This is a very good closing chapter. This is one of the better closing chapters in One Piece for an arc. Um, we definitely, it feels a little dragged out because we got like a, a double-sided view, basically, of we where got- everyone was. Um, but ultimately, we got everything we wanted out of it. We, we got everything we wanted. They got to say goodbye. Um, Momo was his, Momo's self because, we, again, we, we all as a reader also know that Momo is still a child yeah. um, in, in the, the, the physical body of an adult. Um, we got Yamoto and having that moment and she, she's very, they, they are very much so, um, they're, they're living <laughs> in the perspective of the person that they're trying to be. The, the way that we've seen um, uh, Odin in the flashbacks, I feel the more and more that I saw Yamato towards those last final chapters feels a lot more reminiscent of Odin. I like mm-hmm. that. I feel like that's a different type of payoff in and of itself. Um, again, the flag, the big flag, where to write the flag, the story being told. These are all very unique things to Wano, but they're still very much so very One Piece um, delivered, Oda very styled um, executions. And I'm very content with this chapter. Um, again, I, I, you guys are looking, <laughs> I'm going to say this again, you guys always are looking for the big moments. You guys are always looking for the fights. Those aren't the only good chapters. This is also a very good chapter. Much like I was talking about my hero earlier, I got a lot more from this chapter than I was even expecting to get from this chapter as a payoff. Um, and then we finish it once again, like we did the last chapter with the conversation between the three captains and being like, the competition is still there. You know what I mean? The competition among them is still there. And then that's, that's just, that's important. That's very important. There's also, you know, there's a strong, is a strong factor in the number three, if you guys haven't been paying attention to that mm-hmm. when it comes to Oda's writing. Three is a very powerful number in the series. So it was very pertinent for the three of those crews to be jumping off at that same point. Um, but I, I very much so enjoyed this chapter. I, I feel like I could say so much, but I feel like there really isn't anything to say. It's just, it's such a good bow tie on the present. That is one. And what I'll say is that I, I like the fact that we get that jokey, remnant like the safe secure page when they're like kids like yeah i guess it does make sense to go through the pork since it's safe and they're like what did you just say and now they're you know riding down a waterfall just to prove that they're you know that they're tough but and i think some people really want to like the yamato to stop trying to be koski odin thing but like i think people just need to accept the fact that that is yamato's character gag it just is what it is yamato's gag is that yamato wants to be odin in every sense of the word. And at the very least, um, Yamato, because like the other thing about this though, is that if Yamato is really gonna be Kosuke Odin or even to be Yamato's own person, some solo time is necessary. So wandering the country, going around, doing some stuff makes sense. In addition to that, we don't know how strong Yamato is in relation to you know actual admirals and stuff. When you think about the fact that when Yamato whacks Green Bull, they're like, oh, damn, that's some strong hockey. And Yamato was told by Momonosuke to not fight back. So no zone transformation, none of that. Just Momo trying to handle it because Momo was trying to prove, you know, I, I can actually defend my country. But the flag thing, kind of like sealing that Grand Fleet thing, because we know when what they 
eventually will be doing is breaking those walls, those barriers around Juan. And if we're gonna do that eventually, then these characters kind of have to uh, be ready combat-wise to defend, but also losing those barriers, but still having Luffy more or less be the wall that protects Wano is effectively what we're setting up here. And what's more is that I will say that we can also look at Wano and these walls as foreshadowing in the future for um, an explanation on how the red line was made. Because I wouldn't be surprised if the walls that surround Wano and the red line were made at the same time. So I think we, we also have know that the map, the, the structure of the map was repurposed. Like, there's a lot of things that are just like, again, the old the the whole lore in perspective will give you a different taste on what is happening. Things being wiped off the mat, the burying of even that, like, I don't, I think people are still sleeping on the fact that Wano's on top of Wano. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anyone really, like, dive into that. Like, Wano is on top of Wano, guys. <laughs> like, it's not just that Wano is, is hiding Pluto. Like, Wano is on top of what used to be Wano. Like, that is super significant. Like, so it's like, we got a lot of mysteries. And my thing is, is that, I think a lot of people feel like we'll never come back to Wano. And I think it's the opposite, where we may not go back to Alabasta, but we already know that based on Charlene's prophecy that we're at least going all the way back to Fishman Island at some point. So regardless of what happens at Lodestar Island or anything else like that, we know that there's gonna end up being, that there has to be some backtracking towards the end of the series. And this is also why I'm not as nearly attached to the Elbaf arc as a lot of people have been, where people are like, oh, we got to see Elbaf. And I'm like, Elbaf doesn't actually have to happen. Um, it could be the place where the fourth Poneglyph is, but we don't know that. And I'm pretty sure we even got to see the names of the three islands that they could be heading to last chapter. I want to double check real quick before I commit to that though. But the idea that like one, like this allyship between Law and Luffy is over, I, I find kind of laughable because I don't know about you, but I'm like, nah, all three of you are fake enemies for the rest of the time. Like you're not actually going to screw each other over. This competition is officially a friendly one. Like law, like law, don't pretend like you're gonna actually fight Luffy and be real enemies because you already handed this man um, a poneglyph. Or you you help him get a poneglyph and you handed it poneglyph to kid. So, come on, like it, it's not gonna be like that. So, I'm trying to see. Like, okay, so yeah, I don't think we got the names of the islands. So I think people have been kind of speculating what they think is next, like Beehive Island and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the Beehive reference but i don't recall seeing anything explicit um stated but i mean they, they, you know people are always trying to be the first ones to guess mm -hmm. at something from whatever little background information is present but again until it's explicitly said i just need people to be that is the theme of me coming into this week for manga i need you all to understand that we are reading week to week volume series a whole story and you need to be patient and wait for things to be explicitly said sometimes mm -hmm. and uh, what I do find also interesting is that they're 
I didn't notice how close to the calm belt Wano actually was until I like went back and looked at this chapter. Um, but there has to be a catch to these other islands besides the one that like Law is going to that's closer to the end of the, the new world. So I'm kind of curious if we'll end up getting, because you know some people have mentioned the idea of maybe Kid is actually going to end up at the same island as Luffy anyway. Um, which I'm not opposed to, I could see it happening. I just think that, especially with the way that this kind of ended, it does feel like a, a parting of ways, but it also doesn't seem like the end. And there was a lot of controversy over the Kurizumi was born to burn uh, line. Like I saw a lot of stuff about that online actually. And I guess it comes down to like the actual verbs in Japanese where they're specifically making a pun about charcoal, similar to like Odin was born to boil. But at the same time, with this being the telling of, you know, the the family's history, I also understand why some people felt like this line was regressive towards the story, because I, I can get why it kind of comes off as still more or less being hateful towards or applying this like maintaining of the cycle of hatred but i think we'd have to see what happens going forward and you know there's the tama's a kurozumi theory because you know her hair is purple and stuff like that and i would kind of like that to be confirmed because if um if we get tama being confirmed as a kurozumi and tama is accepted by the kozaki clan and then boom we fixed it. Problem solved. Yeah, it's, and that's, it's that's just, one of it's those just things, a pun about Orochi. It's not. That's one of those be... things that can be off the screen. And that that's one of those things that I don't mind coming back later and being like, "Oh, this is this is a conversation that happened after everyone left and they realized X X Y and Z." Like I'm those type of things. I'm okay with being off the screen. Yeah, and it's just a, it's just like subtle callbacks. So like that's that's older styles. So I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so. People are saying that there were gravestones of Thomas' parents that said Kurozumi. So the gravestone said it, but like, depending on how old Tama was, she and they, it's not like they would have been like, "Okay, Tommy, you're you're Kurozumi," because why would you tell your kid that, knowing everything that people felt about the Kurozumi? The only reason to tell them is if they were like Orochi's age and they're stuck. Uh, I wouldn't say that it means Orochi is a good guy, but it does kind of make it where it's a, I don't feel as bad for the people of Wano because they, you know, haven't fully realized maybe we should stop punishing entire families for one dude's actions. So I, I kind of need them to establish that they realize they shouldn't do that. That would which, that would which be that could be nice. a really great like story point like another one of those big overarching like undertones of the story just to have that point made of like like don't chastise entire families communities of people based off the action of you know a bad seed or two because and then you know some people are like well all the kurozumi were evil that's how like orochi got his devil fruit and, da -da -da -da. and one of the things that i will say is that it feels like the kurozumi had like a borderline monopoly on devil fruits and wano but to that same token, that feels like kind of people rejecting them because they have that extra access to power 
you know what I mean? Like where, because if you think about it, we don't see any of the Kozuki with Devil Fruits outside of Toki who came from the Void Century. We don't see like really anybody but people who are from other places with Devil Fruits and Kurozumi clan members. So I think that definitely might have played into people seeing them as evil also. Yep. Where mm -hmm. when you're the only clan popping up with uh, Devil Fruits constantly, that like it, the Toki thing might not ever be addressed, and that's pro that's arguably for the better. Yeah, um, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, because we, we we are gonna come back to Wano because there's still things with the swords and the the hierarchy of the different swords that aren't aren't explained. Because like, if we're being honest, it. Toki's Devil Fruit could have already been explored, and we just didn't actually realize it hmm. because we don't know when um miss mature got her devil fruit power See. and i was one of those people and i kid you not you can go back into uh like if you're in brago's discord server you can actually see me talking about momo getting aged up like basically right after the chapter explaining the rock mature fruit so that he could be like a stronger dragon. Shinobu, there we go. Uh, so it could be that Shinobu already has the time fruit and hasn't realized that she has the time fruit. Mm -hmm. Thought about that too. It'd be, it, it's still, it's a lot of things interesting. And, and obviously I agree on the point of like the way that the play was told and which is again, very fitting for this arc and the way the arc was written. So. Yeah, I don't I, again, I don't have too much else to say about the chapter. Like I said, I think we're at a point where we now need to discuss the arc. And I don't think that's yeah. uh that's today's discussion, anyways. But I think we're at a point where we have to kind of go back and review the entire arc for what it is, which we kind of touched on already. So if you just tuning in, you could go back and see what we we're saying at the beginning. Cause I feel like we did do a pretty good job at least touching on that. But this arc, this chapter specifically was really good for me. Um also, I did enjoy the play part um, a lot, actually. Like the play perspective, the way they chose to tell the Pele and that that kind of communal feeling that you kind of got from the city. And the one thing I will add on to this is that the cover story being Caesar seeming to work with um, the Germa here. Because I think it's, I think Caesar's trying to save Germa. So yeah I, I i think they're trying to i don't know i hate caesar so i'm just like i don't i don't really care but i i, I no, see no, the no, setup no, 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 no. i do love the laugh <laughs> i hate the character <laughs> but yeah i uh i think caesar being paired with the the them makes sense you know he needs another science kingdom that'll have him and let's be real judge doesn't care about his war crimes yeah, and we know that there's still uh, there's still Vegapunk things to address, so it would it would be very fitting actually for that Air Force team up to happen. Mm -hmm. But who who do they ultimately end up aligning with? I think is the question um, of how this all plays out. Um, I have a question for you before we transition out. Would you prefer that we transition focus to the Revolutionary Army after this, or do you want us to stick with Luffy and the crew? give me some revolutionary army stuff because we we only get crumbs of that those storylines anyway which man like to a certain degree i kind of wish that we got more 
like Oda sanctioned novels, like the Ace ones, but that are more centered around current events. So like, instead of giving us SBSs, just give us side novels that give us answers to these questions or like backstories. So like, give, give us like two or three companion novels for Wano, give us a companion novel uh, dealing with this stuff just so that we can kind of get more information than just, oh yeah, by the way, this happened, this happened, this happened. Because I, I, I want to know what like goes on with Sabo. I mean, if you think about it, if Cat gets beaten here, if you look at the cover story, it looks like he's doing like a gas attack while um, Katakuri is fighting the German. So he might be distracted. Like, it might be one of those cases of like, Gastonets, ooh, big explosion while you couldn't see me. So mm -hmm. it's not going to be an actual L. That's kind of how I look at that. Yeah. I know, I know people were talking about that again, trying to power scale cat and everything, but uh yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I, I think I agree. I would love, I think it actually could potentially be a good way to kind of explain what's going on with Vivi as well, because that was mm -hmm. another point that was brought up in the chat, would be to go to the revolutionary, maybe they're able to pick up on where Vivi is, and then we can kind of come back quickly to Straw Hat, where their journey is kind of find a, a little meetup point, a little middle ground. But there's there's definitely a lot to go on. <clears throat> I actually question if we're even gonna get to that because I I also can see Fujitoro stepping in and having some dynamic perspective mm -hmm. change here. So I would say outside of going to the Revolutionary Army, I still think that there's an internal clash with the world the government and the Marines, and I would love to see that start to play itself out as well. Um, so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Next chapter is definitely going to be a very specific stamp in a certain direction for this series, and I'm looking forward to it. And no break. So we at least get an idea of what Oda is going to be moving or thinking about pretty quickly. I'm glad that we're not getting a, you know, coming off of the jump break and going straight into an Oda break. Hopefully we get at least two chapters before an Oda break pops up, and that'll make it a bit more enjoyable. Um, I don't, what I'll say about this though, is that I also want to say one thing that's heavily in defense of this chapter because it, it's been polarizing. Some people didn't like it, whatever. I like this as an ending chapter more than I like bad end musical as an ending chapter. And the reason I say this is because bad end musical was a phenomenal week to week read ending chapter. Like you had the, the the horrors of like oh man what's gonna happen to the fisherman pirates this and this and this ah this is crazy like it's a bad ending and they narrowly escape um but then retroactively bad and musical ends up being kind of dog dookie because the only thing that came out of it was like two of the germa being captured and we currently have a cover story where that's being resolved um Jinbei didn't take any damage, didn't lose anything, like the crew, like nothing bad happened to the crew. So it's like there was, it was purely like suspense for the sake of suspense. And then nothing I, I, like actually said, came I, of it. I will give that, I will give that to Wano that I think that this was one of the better, if not the best ending, like, like ending of a, of a, of a, like a part. Like it just, I'll say that, it, uh, did, it did what it had to do in a very good way to me. I'll say that Dressrosa and Punk Hazard, but I like Punk Hazard more than a lot of people I, like Punk Hazard. I, I about to say, even though I don't like Punk Hazard 
in its totality, I would put those two. I would absolutely put those two up there. I think Desarosa is still definitively the best arc start to finish. I don't care what anyone has to say. Um, I can see it. I reread Dressrosa recently. Um, it's probably time for a reread, honestly. Like, I think Zoe, Dressrosa, and Punk Hazard are all stronger finishes. Actually, Fishman Island, too. Fishman Island even is a stronger. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, the only two arcs that I felt like had meh endings post-time skip are Whole Cake Island, and that's only in retroactiveness that it became, like, an eh ending. Mm-hmm. And this one... out the gate, bro. I hold you. <laughs> See, for me, it was like, okay, we, we actually got some, some weight on this. Like, it was like, I'm not going to assume that Oda's going to stick to his guns, but maybe he will. But there were some questions with, you know, the Moscato thing. But I liked Katakuri. I liked that Luffy didn't... It didn't feel like Luffy actually beat him so much as he convinced him. And I like that because of the character that Katakuri was written as. Katakuri was very much an antagonist more than he was a villain. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, Katakuri is above Dofi. Like, I think Dofi gets a lot of hype because he has good speeches and stuff. but I feel like Dofi is ultimately what Corazon said, like a spoiled man child that was evil from birth. And people are like, oh, I don't know, it's like nature versus nurture. And I'm like, nah, because his whole family, the whole Don Quixote family, was revealed in Reverie to be the only family of celestial dragons that don't do slaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Dofi was like, Where's yeah. the slaves? Yeah, Dofi, they did, and it felt weird that we try to give that redemption to Dofi there. But I'll, I'll say this: I still think I still think it's I still think the ending of Wano is really really good. Um, yeah. I, I think it is is really really good. I agree. Um, Whole Cake not my favorite ending. Uh, Thriller Bark, I, I not my favorite arc in the entire front in like the entire series to begin with. I ha- there's things in there that I love about it, but like as a whole, not my favorite arc. Um, and, and ultimately, where where we. The handoff, I think, is also important. Where we end uh, one to start another is important. So another defining part of Wano is going to be the next couple of chapters going into the new arc. Yeah. The, and I think this, the, the real question is, is are we ever going to get a transitional period as good as Reverie? Like, if this transition period can live up to what we got with the Reverie, we're in for a really wonderful next five, six chapters. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think that's the direction he wants to go in. I'll say that. And that's I, y'all know. I usually keep my personal thoughts out of it. I'm a wait and see still, but I yeah. I kind of have this impression that that's not necessarily the direction that he wants to go. Though I did I did tell y'all, matter of fact, I think you were still you were still popping episodes with us. I I still think it would be really compelling mm-hmm. if Zoro or Luffy went missing all of a sudden for some reason. I, I know that there's a lot going on, but like some dynamic um, pain in, in not necessarily a, like a grand finale kind of way, not like my hero Bakugo dying, but like still some ramifications kind of upping the stakes a little bit here would be really good. Um, that might be Vivi. It might still be Vivi in some dynamic form. It, uh, it could, I, we're very unclear of what is going on with Sabo um we got that arc and we saw all these things but that really confused me even more because i'm like did this happen after sabo was technically told to us to be captured or before it's very unclear to me so i i i'm 
I don't know. I, I think that's why I want to see. I think that's even in and of itself why I would like to turn focus to Sabo and Vivi right now and understand what's really going on with their story because he went out of his way to tell us about them in the midst of this uh, this conclusion of this arc. Um, so we'll see how it goes. If You're right. If we can get something as good of Revere, it would be great. It would be, we're setting up for something great regardless, um, but we'll see how it all ends up going. We got cross-field stuff that I think if we, you know, touch on the cross guild and the other warlords and this gap, we can get something pretty nice at least. Maybe not as good as Reverie, but still something. And we know that we're going to have to see what Teach was talking about making a move for. So I'm kind of hoping that some of the stuff that we built up between the acts is going to be talked about for the next four or five chapters and then we'll come back to wherever they land. But yeah. Uh, are we switching over to Undead Unluck? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Undead Unluck. All right. Um, I guess I'll start it. I think this was a, a good chapter, but we already knew where this arc was going into, and um, I think it's still on a path where Undead Unluck is ending soon or within this next arc or next arc, now, so to speak. But we know, like, it's everybody's backstories and characters, what, what's their motivation, what's their driving them, why they lost hope, why they're fighting amongst each other. And uh, in, in perspective, is how it's how it all started is when Jules and Victor uh, end up fighting each other. And the purpose of Victor not being, not being here instead of Andy was because Jules chose to reset the memories of Victor and restarted to bring up Andy and let him technically start over reset within this life cycle. Mm -hmm. Also, it's worth noting that it doesn't look like this loop completed, like the the previous loop that we get to see. It looks like it was still like in the nineteen hundreds to maybe eighteen hundreds when that loop happened, because this doesn't look like a. In fact, it almost looks like a Western setting. Yeah, and it makes to have a church. It, it makes sense because think back to Uma. Was that was that spring? It was the first uh, uh, seasonal Uma we ran? Where they had to do the autumn. flashback. Autumn. So think back to autumn and um yeah spring's cherry blossom. What's wrong with me? Um think back to autumn and where Andy's story begins. Yep. Um. So it's I think it's it's pertinent to understand that. But um, even the summation of those years of time, as Victor says, and stuff, all that is really important. Um, and I was wondering why we were on Juice so heavy for these past couple of chapters, but this chapter kind of gave me the payoff and explaining really and fully like why Juice is kind of stopping here and why we're having all of these different discussions was to you know get to that point where we remember and explain what Victor's choice is that led to us being down this part. Because ultimately, what we're going to go into here is seeing Victor's choice is really the choice that led us to a certain conclusion that may ultimately be what saved us. And ultimately, Juiz's selfishness and selflessness could have been what was hindering them because she was so bent on trying to save Victor that that could have been part of the problem. Whereas we find now Foucault, who was like, I'm not just trying, and I'm not saying Juice wasn't trying to save everyone, but there was a bit of a hyper fixation, I think, as going through the loops over iteration of times 
where she was so like, I don't want to just fix it for everyone. Like there's no point in fixing it if I can't save you in this dynamic way. Um, and you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Getting out <clears throat> Victor saying straight up 455.4 billion years approximately. Just 99 that, loops too, like not even a full that is a hell of amount of like a long time that Juiz has been trying to say, Victor, they have been in this game for a long time. And stockpiling memories over that long a time that like we saw, we saw how that played out on Nico. Like, like, you know, like having to, like, even if they're not perfectly recalling, that's still so much because you're reliving. It's not just that you're remembering, you're reliving some of those moments to some mm -hmm. extent, right? So it's, I, I just, again, when you write, when you try to put yourself in the perspective of Juice and Victor, I think the story takes on a whole, the chapter takes on a whole new perspective because it's like, yo, this is really extreme. Like, this is actually like a very, very extreme set of situations. And how would you even begin to process that as an individual? What is your sense of justice with all of this? And I think that's part of why, like when Victor was like, it never worked on me before. It's because Victor's goal was like, I want to be able to die and I want to help Juiz, but it wasn't based on like what he thought was right or wrong. It was just based off what he was trying to achieve. So once he, you know, actually felt like, no, this is the morally correct thing to do. And he was willing to stay it. That is boom. You now have an actual vision of justice. And it's the same thing as like when, you know, when we first got the reveal of unjustice as a power, where they show up and the alien's like, yeah, no, we're here to run this because we deserve this. This is what we're gonna do, woo, woo, woo. Basically, we got these rights. This is how it's gonna be. And she was like, oh, so this is what you think is morally righteous and okay. And now you're gonna pay for it. And you got the exact opposite result. So it's it, just like how when Billy was finally able to copy her ability, which I'm so glad that it ended up being confirmed because one of the things that uh, some other Undead Unluck fans and I had talked about for a while was that Billy's ability was going to be unfair. And then it was like, okay, finally, like, instead of it being unbelievable, it is actually unfair. Uh, that was, uh, but yeah, Fuko, so, okay, that thing about Foucault's goal that you mentioned, Alves, is that Andy's goal is specifically to grow old with Foucault. And so I think that'll make it where looping and then them getting together, living and going through all the stuff they did in the 1800s. Because, you know, with the rule about the loop being too that they don't, you don't age as a person who takes the loop. So you end up kind of like time stuck is kind of fascinating too. So I think that they should be able to finally have that talk about how they feel about each other. Because ultimately this means that the thing that's going to keep Andy sane, because even if Foucault is going to get shot towards 1865, Andy is still going to have to go through the entire developmental period of, you know, the planet Earth, just like Victor had to all those times. Yeah, the, the only difference is that it'd probably just be that one loop of whatever millions of years with dinosaurs and everything like that. But 
it would be new to Andy, but it'll be very just the same familiar with Victor. Yeah. It does bring to light where how, how come Jules's hair was so short during the time when she met with Andy. Andy just came in with no memory at all, had no idea what's going on. And we all thought that Jules was a guy in this loop and universe, but in fact really it was just it was just wasn't even too long that wasn't too long ago when Victor and Jules were in the middle of a fight. And it was the moment it was literally the moment where Jules has to in a way not kill, but like reset Yeah. Uh Victor. But at least she knew like, yeah, I was the beam of hope. Or like to kill God with you guys with to be the hope to have Vic to kill Victor as well because she technically we just learned that Jules had the same motivation as Buko today like Buko now where I'm I was trying to I'm trying to I will live long enough to try to figure a way to kill Andy because he needs to have a happy death in it in a way because the consequences is Victor where he never had his death he has to re relive in these loops. Over four hundred and uh four hundred fifty five point four billion years with all these memories, uh, but the only motivation that he had was just to see Jules because Jules was the happiest person happy moment in his life where I could repeat as many loops as I as I want as long as like I could see Jules, but seeing Jules suffer for my sake, I can't continue this, and I don't want to. I don't want to see her suffer anymore. She's not living her life like this. Yeah. And you talk about parallels, Alvis, but it's even the opposites because Fuku is almost the exact opposite of Victor. Um, the, the, the idea of justice is, is completely different. And to my mind, uh, Kenny, you need to repeat yourself. Yeah, you kind of robot it. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah, so two things I kind of guys want you guys' kind of thoughts on are, you know, with remember being the choice, if it ends up being the choice, uh, being used, what does that mean for Victor um, in this next karmic cycle? Uh, is Victor still going to be a subconscious of Andy? Uh, do the two minds end up having to be forcefully merged together? What does that ultimately really mean for Victor? I guess is my my question. What do you guys think about that? And then my other thing is um, the ramifications of this being the hundredth cycle. What if it doesn't start as far back as they think? What if they do this loop and it's literally the beginning of the series, like that chapter one? Like it goes right back to there. I mean, I think that's what they they would find having at that time parallel. If it wrote, if it recycled to that point in the beginning of the month well, because well they kind of they kind of alluded to it maybe possibly being I would say based off of what they were alluding maybe the 1900s possibly or the 1800s I forget which one like where it would start again because it's like there's like a certain level of progression but like I get I guess the question is what are the ramifications of this being the hundred loop and what happens to Victor are my two questions that I pose to you guys what happens to Victor ultimately I think that ultimately uh, Victor in my opinion, I think he has to come back. But I think he kind of already made peace with his existence not being prevalent. So if anything, I could see Victor 
and Andy kind of splitting time, like the next time we see them, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like, instead of it being like just Andy's white hair, it's kind of like a black and white thing. And it kind of just reflects Victor and Andy kind of reconverging into one person, but also Victor, which will really just work as a, another catalyst for a power up for Andy, for him to have like the full scope of his abilities and access to them. Cause you remember, you know, when he was trying to do like the dead road and some of those abilities that Victor was doing, Victor's, the, the scale at which Victor was doing some of the stuff he was doing far surpassed anything we've seen from Andy still. So I think that's kind of like the final thing is with the way they're kind of split into two consciences, you almost would need them to merge so that they can both reach their full potential. And whether or not we get a Juiz in the next loop, I could see God in this story specifically not allowing Juiz to be a person the next time around. I think that's somebody who's just going to be removed because she's looped so many times that I, I don't see her getting to come back or exist again, even with the remember card or artifact uh, in play. Right, because she's she's displaced from time ultimately, right? Like kind of, she's just <laughs> she's way like, she wasn't far supposed removed. to be going that far back to begin with, based off of when her initial timeline is supposed to occur, right? So that's like the thing that she go back to being born prior to loops like her existence like you know what i mean like when does she actually even come into existence can she come into existence now that she's defined or or defiled essentially where she's supposed to be created from mm-hmm. it seemed yeah when she, when we seen the moment like from like page four was when like the loop recycles and this is loop 99 we, we can't really tell how uh, what's the timeline for this point or at what age we just know like oh uh her Jules and Victor's mission is to find memory, the artifact, and to bring in memory. And it just so happens where uh, she sees that the need to recycle memory so for the team, the allies, to have their memories back in order for them to be able to continue fighting. But I don't necessarily know. Is it reset for one person? Or is it, um, when she said it's uh, only singular for each loop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can only choose one function per loop. And then once you lock in your decision, the artifact is limited to that single function. Does that mean they can do it for more than for multiple people? Or is it more just towards just one person only to get their memories back? I my perspective was it's the world. It's a choice to 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 do it for the world. And I think you can lock it for the world as well, but by implanting it physically into Victor. It then specifically locked it for Victor. Yeah, that was it, my it, interpretation. It's a memory card, you mm-hmm. know, like the classic memory card slot. So, because like we've seen it, like without the memory, Victor returns and he was actually he killed that Uma, the zombie that, Uma. That's that again. My question is, if we're going back, everyone gets to remember there's only one single function. Fuko is going back for Andy. Essentially, Andy is going back as the person in charge of this. They're, they're the, the consciences that are responsible for the looping, right? What does that mean for Victor? Does Victor completely disappear, but his power is absorbed into? Do the two consciousness duo exist? That's why I'm like, there might be a convergence here because if Andy is going to remember that he's going to stay present in the body and so it kind of seems like it's it, also kind of cheap because that counts as a debt of victor right that's kind of fucked up 
uh, like excuse the language, but like that's kind of that's kind of messed up that that's it, how Victor gets his way out is that his conscience is subverted by another conscience. It would also mean that no one would have memories of him except for people who have memory or people who are going through the next loop sort of thing too. But I mean, sorry, go. Isn't that what Victor would want? That's what I'm saying. That's kind of that's kind of cheap that he gets he gets it. But then it's off more, of it, off of these series of decisions, he's the one that gets the benefit out of it. Is I it mean, the benefits? Because it tightly kind of changed. Because I like this moment where he see, he doesn't see Jules suffer anymore. Like I don't have to. Die, uh, he came to the point where I don't want you to die anymore. I just don't want to see Jules suffer from you anymore. Kind of thing. Yeah. So Jules is not going back. She's not suffering for him. He doesn't come back into existence. He gets all, he literally is the single person now that would get everything he wanted from it. He gets the air quotes die and he gets to stop seeing Julie suffer for his sake. But then you would also mean Julie does not remember Victor either. He's dead. He doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. She's yeah, not I, suffering. I, she's not suffering and he's dead. Like it doesn't matter. I think they both get like, this is the end for both of them and they both get to go to peace. So they'll both be at peace and it's kind of like the classic passing on to the next generation. And for all intents and purposes, this is just the classic sensei, you know, Julie's is one of Fuko's mentors. So it's kind of like the classic mentor dying trope. It's just that, you know, usually when we think of the mentor, we think of guy characters or whatever, but in this case, no, the mentor was the woman. And so Fuko's mentor is dying and that's the classic shonen staple. I mean, it also it's, kind of fits in the series too. Like sometimes you have it, to accept death from Rumi's point. It, it's her, it. it's her night eye. You know, like she's like the night eye, the Jiraiya, whatever you want to call her for this. But that's basically her role in this: is giving up her life so that her student Fuko can go on and be the next beacon. You know, basically giving it up for the chosen one, or like the one who's supposed to be able to save the day at the end of the day. So Julie's gets her piece, and I think that's okay. I think it's also just also kind of like helps the whole. Oh, you've made the loop. Oh, you gotta make back my friends and the team ally. At least this just save us a lot of time and pages. Just here's the card. Boom, get your memory back. Get your memory back. Get your memory back. It does save a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one hundred times the charm. Because yeah, because we thought like. Technique. We thought, we all thought that Andy went through a whole entire cycle of a loop, but in fact, it's just he never went through a full millions or billions of years anymore. Yeah, he's only existed for this loop, um, which still, he obviously hasn't existed since you know, like the start of Earth, because she said you know we're far enough up, but like the loops always start you a little further along, uh, but he's at least you know been there a while for a couple hundred years so we can probably assume that andy might have popped off into like the 1700s or eight he might have actually just been 1865 and it'll only be a little bit ahead of that or that could just be the timeline where he first started interacting with people because i still want to know how he managed to get a tattoo i'm waiting for that to be explained it could there's also there was also the impression though that he kind of had some level of people interactions and existence prior to that point in 1865. So I'm willing yeah, to did. bet that he was he was alive for like a hundred years or so before that too. So I'm I'm guessing he's the 1700s because he didn't know in his flashback that he was undead yet. 
exactly because i remember like puka was like oh no you're undead and he was like oh so that's it because then you remember he like leaves and goes and like fights the people with like axes in his back or something like that like yeah, yeah. well if that's I, the case i think, then I don't I think he worry was about my body. i think he was moderately aware that he wasn't aging the same way yeah i just think he he didn't know the power what it was so like i said he it could still be like another maybe 50 or even 100 years prior to the 1865 benchmark we're 1865 just being that pivotal point of like discovering that he is indeed undead um yeah. so I, I think i think all of that's cool i appreciate y'all entertaining my questions hey, that's, that's what we're here for is to have these talks but like and like at least andy knew like he had to like bury some friends like who got married and then they had kids and then they had kids and kids and then he, he had to be the person to bury everybody like who died of old age and yet he's still alive and living like Andy made relationships with many people within this space and time it's gonna which oh I was gonna say that means we get like you know the activation of like remember which means hopefully or I won't say hopefully but that means there's, there's a possibility of him kind of meeting some of those same people and you know we might get to see Fuko and the the guys that he was rolling with in the Western days all actually get to hang out besides just, you know, her existing within his memory space. So there's that too now where we might be integrating like some of those characters into what, like look, those people from his memories into the next team we get um, next time, like for whatever, un, like the under or whatever you want to call the organization is this, the next loop. Sorry for the long time, but yeah, this is gonna. It it, it is uh, still sad, all in all, in the way, because like with we knew where this arc is going to, and we knew where uh the what uh Tozuka was go was doing this arc. Everybody's getting their backstories. Everybody's had a sad, tragic life. But then in this flashback, it wasn't that it was a sad backstory, tragic. Oh, not like sad, sad and tragic life of the trauma has led to my led to them to this point. It was because it's this flashback is what started this entire loop and it started the Fuko story and started the Andy story and it started everybody else's um reveal of who the real members of the team of under is supposed to be and the conquest of how to kill God. Mm -hmm. honestly this is not a bad way to go for both uh, Victor and Jules even though like Victor always wanted Jules, wanted Jules to keep living and yet Jules wanted to keep Victor to keep uh, find a way to keep dying or find for a way to die but mm -hmm. and, I, and remember Foucault's intent is to make sure Jules and everybody that she's met still gets to have that happy life so again what does that mean is because another possibility is that andy and victor split talk about them joining but they could split they could have two completely physical bodies because of this now i would say they can also like at least have someone to talk to for the next couple billion years because victor was always by himself he's been always alone but at least with this new consciousness of andy he has somebody to talk to and they've had Oh, well, they're not. They're, remember, they're not going back to billions of years anymore. Mm -mm. That's why I'm saying they're gonna start 
they might i just said in the chat you might start right when Foucault's being born like it might start dynamically currently in the timeline because they might push it to the 2000s we don't know and i guess that was the other thing it's like we don't know what the ramifications of this being the 100 cycle is if the cycle even gets going off like what if the loop doesn't even happen guys i mean i feel like if the loop doesn't happen then we just get a tragic ending i mean andy has the points for it so maybe his points matter the amount of years yeah, but we don't know what the activation sequence of the loop is. Like, is it just instantaneous decision? Or is there a sequence of processes that have to happen before the loop is able to go back? I think Jules will answer that question for the next chapter. And I'll take it back. And we're, I'm even saying this wrong. It's not even go back, it's go forward. It's literally forward into another Earth's time frame. It's literally that Futurama episode where you're going to you're going all the way to the future and repeat the entire world. It's just it's the same world in the same diff, same timeline. It's just the whole entire cycle of it. Yep, started all the way back over and then jumping on that earth at a different point. So, yep. So it's just going to be we're going to get that loop in. They're going to go to eighteen sixty five. We might actually get something out of it because if you remember correctly i think it was like specifically washington dc or something like that so hopefully we get the dc secret too and we get to figure out what was going on with that but for all we know this could be what they're actually supposed to be highlighting but who knows for sure you guys got anything else uh um, to say on the chapter i think i'm good yeah, I, I think we touched on what we can based on this flashback, you know, like this one was just like a lot of hard explanation of what's going on. So it's like we got some speculative nature to this, but ultimately most of this was here's some answers. And the ending is near, like you, you just feel yeah. it even more. Like I think by like maybe by the end, the near end of this year, it's going to, uh, and then that's going to finish and then anime can debut and we just have the whole story who knows but i definitely can see this uh the entire anime series for under and love that just recently got announced could finish can be done within 24 to 36 episodes for sure yeah oh i'm leaning more towards 36 if we have 100 chapters 24 if you have 24 episodes with over 100 chapters, you're basically going like four to five chapters per episode. And that's kind of, that's real tight. Mm -hmm. uh, where I would say the the better adaptation rate is usually like two to three chapters per episode. Like that's what JJK season one was mostly, like there was mostly three chapters an episode getting covered outside of I think like the first two episodes. But that's usually where you're at your sweet spot for pacing for an anime is two to three chapters an episode. And then if it's like a heavy action sequence, you can squeeze a bit more in. But uh, this is also how you end up being very frustrated with the One Piece anime at times, because you'll get like five actual pages adapted, stretched out over an episode. And I've yet to watch an episode of One Piece that did that five, six pages adapted and it was done well. So, yeah, I, I it's, 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 it's a reason that I'm not heavy on keeping up with the anime side of One Piece, and that is exactly as you just said. But I think I think ultimately I, I'd say I'd say 36 might even be too much. Um, but we'll we'll see. 
I think some non-traditional season lengths are necessary for this series instead of trying to converge it into something. But I think based off of, if we did do 36, based off of the way like the story is told, I can see three distinct parts to the story to me. And I could see that being the seasons. Um, so season one being up to XX point, then we have some more dynamic stuff in the middle, the turn over and the forming of under and all of that ramification. And then going into the final arc, which is all of the last bit of stuff that we're getting. So I could kind of see how 36 could work. It almost makes me wish they had enough content for 48 episodes so we could get to 24 seasons. Um, I, I don't think that, I don't, I think 48 is way too far. I still think 36 might be too much too. They could do a 12, 24. Like, well, that. So if we go with, let's say we go with 48 episodes, 48 times two is 96. We're at 123 chapters. So, you know, like if you go two chapters per episode, that's only 96, uh, 96 chapters adapted with roughly uh, 30 left to be adapted. So you could maybe do around 48 if some of the episodes have three chapters per episode with where we are right now so it, it just kind of comes down to if they want to because if they squeeze too many things what happens is that you end up getting a lot of low animation episodes where it's actually just mostly like talking in borderline like slides and we don't want that either we wanted to make sure that it gets a like a fun adaptation that livens the source material and like elevates it so 48 episodes could work i would actually prefer 52 though based on where we're at and it kind of yeah, depends on how long so, this last bit takes so i was about to say we could we could probably even pull off five seasons depending on how how the rest of this goes because we're assuming we're at a finish line or closer to the finish line that we may actually be so it could be possible to to make a five season a season shot of this it could be possible for it to be 48 i, I do agree based off where we are right now 48 might be a good number um and that's like again there's there's not saying and two things one no anime has to see its full fruition that's something that we as an audience need to also understand there's no guarantee that an anime comes out and you get the full story adapted to begin with so let's start there the other thing is that there's always ovas there's movies that can adapt mm. certain parts of certain things that may not necessarily need to go into the main part of the story um so you know, the there's there's things. There's other there's other opportunities there as well. But I I I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this uh, animated, much like Spy Family. I hope that it gets the love that it deserves. I think Undead Unlock is actually a very unique taste on what the shonen uh, style is currently. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that the pacing. Uh, I will continue to say I think the pacing on Dead on of Undead Unlock is unmatched. I will continue to say so. I think the pacing is unmatched. I think the psychological aspects are unmatched. And it's not a psychological series to begin with. It's just my interpretations of how certain things are, are uniquely portrayed to us. Is, I think it's very unique and in, those, in its own right. So I really hope that it is received well by the community. Um, it doesn't have the cult following currently that like Chainsaw Man has. So we'll see. We'll see in time. But neither did Spy Family. And now look at it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Same. Uh, yep. Um, I think if that's all the Undead Unluck talk, Aniki, can you give us your plugs, please? Uh, you know, it's Aniki Smash FSP, baby. 
wherever you want to find me, whether it's Twitter or on uh, YouTube, Anarchy Smash FSP is the way to go. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, with Kendall, we'll probably be doing a space where we get to talk a bit more about Wano in general as a whole later on down the line, specifically so that way we can kind of discuss the, some of the intricacies of earlier stuff as well as stuff later is where that if you're going to talk about Wano, you, you got to talk about the collective at this point. Um, but yeah, any Twitter space that I do will be recorded going forward because I, I did one and people were like, man, I kind of wish you had recorded that. So I'm going to be recording those. So if you miss a space and you end up being like, ah, I wish I could have seen Kendall and Anakis talking about One Piece thing because I'm not on Twitter, then don't worry. I'll make sure to have that uploaded to YouTube as well. So just keep that in mind going forward. Um, that's really all I'm going to say about this though. Yeah. I appreciate Shona Ronan, you know, always having me on when I can like fit it into my schedule and you know that the hours are supposed to be changing. So, hey, that'll probably work even better, especially since I'm switching to first shift with my new job. So I'll actually be able to show up at night for different stuff that people do. A lot of projects people do at night. I've just had to yeah. be like, nope, can't make it to that for like we the past two, three years. Times. This is our last time for the 1 p.m. We're switching to the 7 p.m. time. So, so that'll make yeah. life a bit easier. Yeah, I, I was like, I was telling um Spicy and Sam earlier, uh, I definitely am looking forward to that because it's, it'll be nice to end the night with you guys and then just kind of start the week fresh from there. So I'm I'm looking forward to that later time slot. So definitely hope that uh, if everything works out, you know, you, 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 you know, your spot is always here waiting for you, brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can follow me at Kendall Grant BA on Twitter and social medias, also Kendall X Anime um and you know make sure you follow us everywhere else you muted sam oh sorry oh i'm so sorry uh i said thank you guys for watching and hope you guys enjoy our talk our long three-hour conversation press that like button to help the algorithm for the anime lately channel of always of course subscribe to our channel as well as subscribe to all of our channels anarchy's channel if you want more of his uh my hero talk uh from earlier i just posted a link onto the live chat him and his, him in the Church of My Hero Academia has had a long conversation on that return. Really great convo. I think you guys are definitely going to enjoy that. But other than that, guys, thank you for showing up. Have a good one. Peace. We out. <laughs>